Okay, so like we teased at the end of our main episode this week, we are doing a not so quick hitter because this is probably going to be a pretty long episode. Uh, As y'all know, Laura and I also, while we love sports, we also love royal watching and a pretty big thing happened this week with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan giving their interview with Oprah and there was a lot we wanted to talk about and we also are going to have our first guest on the episode <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'll do the honors yes um, this is a mutual friend of Morgan and mine and probably one of the loveliest people you will ever meet um this is the lovely Alex uh you can follow her on Instagram at Duchess MM Grace we will definitely leave a link to her Instagram in the episode <laughs> description follow her on there she is absolutely wonderful all kinds of great information I have discovered so many designers through her Instagram so <laughs> follow follow <laughs> thank you so, thank you thank you welcome we're so excited Hi. to have you so Morgan I'm do you want to start us off with like some yeah so first of all a lot of I guess we should do a blanket trigger warning because in the interview Megan did talk about her depression and having suicidal thoughts so just want to preface that we will be talking about that eventually in our episode as well um another reason I really wanted Alex on here is because she is a black woman and I am a white woman so I cannot talk about race in the same way that she can and that was a topic that came up extensively in this interview and was very important that we touch on so we don't really have to go in any particular order but I figured maybe we should just start at the top of their interview because it was a little lighter so we can start with something lighter and then work our way into the deeper conversations but I thought it was very interesting that Megan talked about um, not only the perception versus reality of being in a royal family but I also really enjoyed that both her and Oprah touched on the polarity that I know we've all seen within the royal fandom when it comes to both Megan and Kate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can start, Alex, if you want to talk about like the comparisons we've all seen and the unfair comparisons, because I think we all knew when Megan joined the family, they were going to get comparisons just because yeah. they were both duchesses. Yes, history, you know, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we all, like, I mean, when they, when Megan first entered the family, you know, I wasn't in the royal fandom, mm-hmm. you know, like I was just like royal watching from like my little corner. So, but for me, I, I immediately knew like, oh, this is going to shake some people up because just like when a black woman comes into a predominantly white environment and is really beautiful and really intelligent and really good at their job mm-hmm. and naturally they're going to be compared and maybe excel among white women it's it triggers it triggers an environment it really triggers an environment and you do have to be careful because you have to be 10 times better but not like I don't know you can't secretly I don't know it's weird and it's like hard to explain because it's so hard to live it it's just like a Mm -hmm. you know a routine you're never really gonna get and I just feel like immediately I feel like even before the press really started it I remember going on Instagram and naturally my feed was starting to give me more royal stuff so I started like discovering royal IGs and stuff 
And it's just like, I saw it in the comments, I feel like, even before I really saw it in the press. But I feel like even the comments were already starting to lead the, like, oh, well, she's no English Rose, you know, like, right. just things like that. Like, suddenly English Rose became, like, a trigger word for me, honestly. Yeah. Like, I just hated hearing it. Even when, like, in genuinely no one is talking about Megan when they say it, I'm still just like, I don't know, that word for her to <laughs> weird. It's just like, I'm like, eh. It is beautiful and amazing. English Rose is just ruined for me right now. <laughs> yeah. <a> while. <laughs> I will say something that kind of stood out to me, and it kind of goes with your point of, like, being amazing and stuff like that. I really, it was interesting, the structure of the interview, because the first hour was just Megan, and then the last hour was Megan and Harry, but it was a lot of Harry. And I really noticed Harry's deficiencies as a speaker, coming right mm-hmm. after Megan. The names <laughs> are so put together. And you could tell the questions, and they said it, but you could tell the question she didn't know what was coming, but she has an ability to stop yeah. and come up with an answer and not um and ah a lot. And it's really yeah. profound and interesting. And then you get to Harry, and he gets questions kind of off the cuff. And you can tell he just a little, like, struggles more for the words. And this just isn't Harry. Megan is well in a way the best speaker both like organized speech but then also off the cuff of anyone in the royal family and I think being a woman that can lead a lot of guys to like triggered and then being a black woman that can lead a lot of white people to get triggered and so the two together it's just this like yeah it exploded (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I feel like they kept pinpointing, like, the Australia tour, and I feel like by that time, mm-hmm. that's when I started being more on Tumblr, and I feel like we saw it in the Tumblr fan. Oh, oh no. Out. Okay, but yeah, she'll come back, but yeah, I think I get what she's saying, like, we started seeing it more and more of people being, like, I don't want to keep saying triggered, but I don't know the right word, yeah. of, like, it's it's just... It, it you for one she was kind of later obviously many years after Kate but then just all of this royal watching was there and then a black woman comes in and it's just like a plus game and it's just tough I don't know I think I think people get insecure and that's not an excuse for it I think it's just an observation I had yeah um, Alex had to go to a different uh, computer to get back on. So <laughs> we'll kind of. Uh, well, well, I Maureen, do you want to do some explanation of you yeah. said you wanted to explain the institution versus the firm? Yeah. So a lot in Megan's interview, we heard her uh, reference the firm and the institution. And if you don't, if you're not a royal watcher regularly, you're kind of like, well, aren't they all the same thing? And I was reading this Vox News article that explained the difference. Um, Okay, just to make it clear, Vox, right? V. Yeah, V-O-X. Very important distinction. Sorry. V-O-X. And Victoria Arbiter, who is a, I would say, known royal correspondent, um, was kind of answering the questions and um, explaining the difference between the two. Um, so she says the institution refers to like the business side of the monarchy. It's public role. So not so when Megan was saying the institution, she wasn't necessarily just meaning like the queen, Prince Harry, 
her, Prince William, like she was also talking about the people you don't think of as being part of monarchy, which is like the palace aides and like the senior staff, the private secretaries, the communication team. Um, so it's more like the institution is the big picture. Now, Victoria also says the firm is more, that was kind of coined by uh, the queen's father who first used it. And usually that's meant to just refer to like the senior royals. So that would be the queen, Prince Charles, Camilla, uh, Prince William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan. Um, however, Victoria noted in her, in the interview that Meghan kind of used those more interchangeably and was kind of saying the firm meaning the business institution. So, and I would also say institution doesn't always have to mean like the specific people. It right. can mean like the hierarchy, the structure, and yeah. just the general historical yeah. principles. Like big and, picture monarchy. Yeah. So like, yeah, so that's kind of uh, uh, maybe how Megan was intending it, whereas the firm could mean like the actual people in those positions right at this exact right. moment so I think that's an important distinction to to make yeah and another thing that we're gonna talk about later um is like money and paychecks because Megan mentioned that like she doesn't get a paycheck so just want to make sure that like we also know like royals don't get a salary or a weekly paycheck like we do they get um like their business like what they'll need for their job is given through taxpayer money but like the clothes that like Kate and Megan wear when they're not actually going out on engagements and stuff that's technically stuff they pay for their on their own um they're only given funds for like professional wardrobe for like office business expenses um which leads me to I do want to say, though, because it is, like, kind of tricky because people start talking about private money and public money. And there's the, like, taxpayer-funded stuff. And then there's the, like, Duchy of Lancaster and Duchy of Cornwall, which is really in this convenient gray area of it's not taxpayer money. It's not coming out of any British person's paycheck. However... If the monarchy disappeared tomorrow, that money would go to the government that they could then use for expenses. So in a way, it is kind of public funds. It's not just coming from the taxes. I think that's important to note when they start talking about getting cut off and stuff, because Mm -hmm. I started thinking about... You have occasion to think about, well, what if the monarchy went away? Because I, after this interview, I was like, well, that's not an unrealistic question to ask. (laughs) And the thing is... Harry talks about it later on about being cut off and stuff like that. He wouldn't be the only one. Charles and all of them wouldn't have access. Of course, I'm guessing they'd come up with some kind of settlement with the government, but they, they, by law wouldn't have access to that, and so that stuff would revert to the government. So I think it's very important when you talk about the funding. And I yeah. have more background later for like when we get on topics of security and titles. Um, but we can go back to the interview. And another thing that I noticed Megan said a lot throughout the interview, but um, I wrote it down specifically when she was talking about the story that was published that she made Kate cry. And Megan seemed, if you watch her body language and like just the look on her face, she really didn't want 
to seem like she was throwing Kate under the bus, she almost didn't want to really, it, to me, it seems she didn't want to really talk about the story just because she didn't want to it to get twisted like often what she says does. Um, and she was talking about, when she was talking about how it was actually Kate that made her cry, and then Kate sent her flowers and a really nice note, and it was forgiven. Um, she, uh, this is when Megan really started talking about how she was surprised that um, the institution didn't protect her and like, hey, like, hey, shut that story down, like it's not true. And the one thing I quote I wrote down was that Megan said, I protected that from ever being out in the world, meaning she protected Kate from saying like, hey, actually, no, Kate made me cry, but no one ever did that for her. And I thought that was something really important that she noted a couple times. Yeah, I thought, gosh, again, to be so well-spoken, <laughs> Megan, to be able to come, I feel like she got so much across in so many ways. First of all, bringing up, I feel like she made a good point. It was almost like it could have been anyone, you know what I mean? It yeah. could have been anyone, but it was like any figure that was so held in regard that Kate was and I you know and it said overnight it was like overnight like people love Kate but it was like overnight so everyone was like Kate the queen yeah. it almost like in a kind of F you to Megan you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it was just like so to really pinpoint anyone at that like level to say that and being a white woman and her tears and so loved and just had a baby It was just like, well, Monster Megan coming through. You know what I mean? It's like they knew what was going to happen. And they knew what happened from there. It was just, I don't know. It was a really good way, I feel like, to explain. Like, it's not Kate. It's the system. You know what I mean? Like, Kate, as an individual, did what she needed to do to apologize and make that right. Because, like she said, she's like, if I hurt someone, I would have done what Kate did. You know? And that's really nice. I think it was really sweet, too. Because, I mean, we've had a week of, like, hearing about how, like, Megan loves, you know, notes and flowers and gives it to her mm-hmm. friends. So I thought that was really sweet and thinking like, yeah. wow, you know, we know Megan would go all out for an apology for so hard to say, like, it's what I would do. I feel like it really says how genuine it was on mm-hmm. Kate's part, you know what I mean? And then her saying she's a good person. Yeah. So I felt like that was really great. And I think points out it's the system. And mm-hmm. I mean, when she said that too, about being silenced, cause like it was in that same segment, mm-hmm. it did make me feel for Kate. Cause I'm wondering you know, are you silent or silence? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like, God, that was know. such a good question, too. Oh, for you know, from right? oh, my gosh. And I think about that so many royal women now, because, I mean, I've expressed to you guys privately, like, is Kate in on this or not? Like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Is she letting her team sell out Megan? And more than ever, and I was honestly on more, she's probably letting her team sell Megan out. No, now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like making and, really clear, yeah, like, royal women are silent. Like, so you don't know if Kate's being told, let it go, or she's saying, whatever. You know what I mean? She really made a good point. I feel like you don't know, so don't immediately assume. <laughs> right. And I think something I noticed, because I, I think if you are around the, the William and Harry much, you kind of realize they're not maybe the sharpest knives in the drawer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be kind. I think... But what you see with Harry, especially since being married to Megan, is he's very comfortable not being, like, the superstar, not being the one that everyone is there for, and understanding Mm -hmm. that his wife is kind of the more impressive one. And kind of to compare it to an interesting one, I kind of see a similar thing with 
Carl Philip and Sophia in Sweden, that <laughs> since they got married, he really defers to Sophia because he understands that she's like got that presence, yeah, and that ability. And I think the same is true of William and Kate. But I think how they handle it though is Kate then almost like, and I again, I don't know if this is her choice or if she's made to, I would kind of guess that she's a little made to defer to William. So like the whole thing about heads together, like she had to bend over backwards to be like, it's William and Harry's too. It's William yes. and Harry's too. When that thing doesn't happen without her. And I think yeah. it's pretty obvious that she was the one who was mostly invested in it. And I mean, we can talk about later on the hypocrisy of it now and all of that. But yeah. it was one of the coolest things that the royals were doing for some time. And especially William just seemed a little more along for the ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And but yeah. she had to be like, oh no, it's his too, it's his too. Yeah, and I know, right? Because I feel like it was, it's like they can't let Kate lead too much. I don't know. Right. And I almost feel like sometimes get annoyed with the firm because I feel like since making him along, it was like we're gonna use Kate's spotlight however we want now that she's really on this level. Like, okay, this recent international women's day engagement i mean i think we're all like oh oh okay <laughs> like yeah and i immediately i forgot who i told but i was like i don't want anyone to come after kate i want them to come after her team because yeah. that was her team i find it really hard to believe she would be in on that because frankly i thought the engagement obviously was really cute though because it's genuinely something kate loves i mean yeah. and she would have done that but on this day no, I'm sorry. It's just like we all know what that was about. And yeah. it's just and that really just like you are potentially really continuing to put this woman out there to just be hounded by some, let's say, it, really messed up Sussex fans just to get some good tabloid press. And that's messed up. And it continues to be the, this problem with the institution. It's like whether the woman is being hung up to be praised or hung up to just be bashed, they're going to do it to her. Yeah. You know? And while, like, William is like King William or Harry against, like, brave hero Harry took everyone away. And then it's either, like, you know, perfect Queen Catherine, which, is, you know, we've I think we've talked about all separately how it's just, like, a problem in itself because it's just, like... I don't know. There's levels to this woman. You know what I mean? You guys make her one thing or it's evil, Kate. And then the same thing with Megan. It's just like they get beat on a stick either way. And the guys kind of get this like good go at it. And I mean, like Harry, it's like the worst press we've seen with him is since he's been with Megan and we know why. Oh, you know, and like the mental health stuff is such a great example of that. I mean, in 2017, he was praised in 2019. He's bashed. And it's like, wow, look what happened when his when he was associated to blackness on a personal level, mm-hmm. look what happened when he chose a black woman over the white institution, even just a little bit. It was like, Oh, Harry's not our guy anymore. He's too woke. He's too woke. And you know, objectively, like, objectively, Harry's gotten better. Like, yeah. Cause like, obviously there was the whole costume incident that happened many years ago, but then he said some things pre Megan that you were like, yeah. Dude, like, have you ever been in the real world at all? Like, or even like yeah. thought about what the real world must be like? Because it sounds like you have just been in the castle your whole life and haven't thought about anything. 
Yeah, I mean, like, even in the interview when he spoke many times, I was like, yeah, and you can tell you're still only a year out of that castle. Yeah. You still got yeah. learning. You're like, learning, but you still got a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom really, like, cringed and, like, pulled away from the TV when he said that everyone in the royal family, like, the born royals are trapped. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we, we get what you're saying, that you were born with this like natural public interest that you didn't necessarily get to pick or anything like that. But yeah. you were also born with a bunch of wealth, a bunch of access, yeah. a bunch of privilege that you didn't choose either. And like, if yeah. you're going to talk about being trapped, you kind of also have to say it in the context of all of the good things that come with it. Exactly. The delivery there was like, Oh, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Cause you get the, like the security. It's just like, it's, it's he, I, he doesn't know how to articulate it very well. And the funny thing is, I can understand that. Because I'm not, like, I wish I was a man and I'm a little more of a hairy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel that, too. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, man, you should have probably sat down with someone and talked yeah. about how to, like, say that. Because, like, I get it on a level. Obviously, I feel like if you're a royal watcher, you get it. Because I mean, mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, I was shocked hearing how secluded they are you know like how much Megan is and you know we kind of always heard that like we know it's like they're in their own world literally Mm -hmm. in their own world but like that's vicious you know what I mean like that was pretty like whoa yeah like all his family and even when she was like I had to give up my passport my driver's license my keys even that part shocked me I was like wait you don't even get to like just have that to with you So this is a point I kind of wanted to make, though, because this is something I said to my mom. I think Harry gave a lot of the like feeling statement, like feel trapped and all of this and didn't explain it with like examples and stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas kind of did the opposite where she gave the example. I didn't have my passport. I didn't have my keys or I'm overexposed, but I haven't been out in two months. Exactly. Let you infer the feeling because yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory and I think when you do that it's just so much more powerful and a lot less I mean we know she's going to be pr- criticized because racism yeah. is a real thing but yeah um I think it's so much more eloquent of a way and so much more powerful of a way yeah and yeah she is like because I think Elizabeth Holmes like noted that in her like SMT like she just giving the examples, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be able to pull you to like, here's like the field, but like, let's pinpoint it. You know about this. Let me tell you what was going on behind the scenes. Cause it, yeah, it makes you just think about so many things after that. I mean, like someone had just pointed out on Twitter, actually, like Doria did that 5k run for suicide yeah. awareness in September, you know? And it's just like putting so much context, I feel like to the little things and even just like the South Africa documentary. You know what I mean? I have a lot more con. It just like when she said asking, are you okay? And everyone ridiculed her for saying that and like made fun of her. And it was like, well, no wonder. So she was so sensitive about that question and wanting someone to actually care as she's being told, no, you can't get help. You know, which I do want to, I know we're on not that part, but I just have to say, because it's been on my mind all day. Mm -hmm. It's been so frustrating to see people like, I don't know. It's how media and how media spins things. It's how I immediately see people pop up and being like, oh, but heads together. And Perry went to therapy and totally not listening to what she actually said. And she yeah. did say she wanted to be hospitalized. 
which I feel like is such a big thing to remember and I hate that it's getting brushed under the rug to like she just wanted therapy or whatever right when it was like no I don't think people understand she wasn't just saying like hey I'm depressed and it's like getting kind of down but she was like no like supervision like inpatient like and (laughs) I got an ask like that that I haven't and will not answer just because I feel it's so accusatory in nature and was trying to find a problem instead of trying to believe and trying to see the point of view it was like well wait a minute this is wrong and I just don't engage with that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. I think it it actually is fairly consistent with heads together because what is a common criticism of heads together that it's so focused on depression and anxiety and just this like really nebulous concept of talking but it's not really about like active really intense crises and prolonged intense therapy and medication and those kinds of things well does that not fit of like oh you need someone to chat with every so often here that's cool do that oh you're Mm -hmm. in like a suicidal crisis can't help you sorry like yeah it's actually very consistent yeah I'm yeah it's just that was yeah that and I also in like it just kind of cuts deep you know just seeing people try to undercut that because it's just like overall I feel like a big lesson there too of just about like the different levels of treatment you know for mental yeah. health you know it's not just like hey you know there's therapy but the, yeah there's also inpatient and then there's out there's just like so many levels and I'm just like we're really missing out on a conversation there too yeah of like sure. why she couldn't go but also what kind of help she was asking for because how serious it was like that's 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 really important you know sorry I totally got us to another like one other quote that I, I'm gonna keep saying one other quote like I didn't write down <laughs> everything she said um but one thing that felt very pointed that I think if you follow the Royals, you knew exactly who she was talking about, but she didn't name names, which I think was smart. Um, She said that basically she was, she watched as the institution was willing to lie to protect other members, but weren't willing to tell the truth to protect her, which I thought was a huge statement. And I feel like we all know which member of the family that they're (laughs) willing to lie for, considering he still has all his military honors and titles. Um, But I thought that was a great point that she brought up because it had been something that I think we've all talked about of like, why are they lying for Prince Andrew? I guess I'll just name him once. So everyone knows who we're (laughs) definitely talking about, but they never, they didn't speak up. And some of the stories that they could have spoken up for, it would have been so easy to just be like, that's false. Stop saying it, move on because, and they were like, clearly detrimental to Megan and her mental health. Yeah. And I mean, and I think too, like before it was even confirmed by a couple of her friends and stuff, or even that Valentine, whatever the guy who ran the Sunday times piece, the hit piece Mm -hmm. about Megan, you know, they've all said the family did know actually how far, you know, it gone and how bad it was. But before that was even confirmed, you know, I kept telling someone like Kensington Palace and Clarence House, I would say about by far were the worst with the leaks and the hit pieces against Megan. And there is no way we can excuse 
Charles and Camilla, William and Kate from that because they led those houses. So the family did know these hit pieces were going on and they had to know they were affecting her in some way. I mean, that is bullying and they're like anti-bullying is part of a lot of their stuff. So it's just like they were already in hypocrisy island and it's just like got even worse. But we should be questioning that because it's like it becomes preaching. We don't want them to just talk the talk. We want them to walk the walk. And there's always been a talk, toxic, toxic environment with the firm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like this has really just shoved it in our face and saying of like, we can't continue to just like support these campaigns and not ask, but are you doing it too? You know what I mean? Like I need action here on your part because yeah, it's just, it's bad. You know, I don't know really how to look at a lot of this stuff right now. You know, Yeah. Like, I will also post- say it's so frustrating to me. And it, this is like, not just a royal f- problem I have, but a societal thing. It seems like the more power a person has, the more acceptable it becomes to be like, this was an underling. I had absolutely no idea as if that's mm-hmm. somehow an excuse. So like, I remember yeah. with Wells Fargo when they forged like a bajillion bank accounts, <laughs> it was like, this is 1500 rogue tellers. And we had no idea this was <laughs> happening. And as if that excuses the CEO from having 1,500 rogue dollars. Right. Yes. And I think it's kind of the same thing when we always say, like, oh, this is the PR team that's crap. Well, the PR team yeah. has been crap for, like, for so long. Yeah. And at yeah. a certain point, it's your responsibility as the boss to be like, this isn't no. acceptable. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, I mean, yeah. And it's just, like, it's holding people. And it's like... You know, people always say, like, well, we criticize, like, I mean, goodness, that horrible, what was it, the societal press, oh, gosh, I'm totally blanking on the name that they put out when they originally said, like, you know, the UK media isn't racist or whatever, but it's, like, people, oh, my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) That happens to us in every episode, too, so you're good. (laughs) I do want to say just something I've seen, like, just in the royal fandom and just in general, I think people are somewhat willing to acknowledge that there is racism, but they want to stop it very short. So I don't, I think you're very hard to find a person who wouldn't own that straight out of Compton headline was like objectively uber racist, but how many people will own that the avocado column was just like so racist. Yes. And, And I think that's the, the point that we're at in society right now where it's like okay who doesn't know that the n-word is racist yeah and it's like even beyond that yeah but like there's these these things that are just like everyone knows that's uber racist and everyone acknowledges that that's not some kind of oh wow you're such an ally because yeah literally everyone knows that but you have to start going for the subtle things and the like constant campaign against in this case a black woman who was really an asset and really impressive and all of that and for no reason other than she's a black american woman who married a prince got just excoriated by the press and i think that's so important to like find not just the the like neon sign but the more subtle microaggressions yeah And yeah, it's just like, and I always felt too with like Megan, like a microaggression we saw in so many ways was like one mess up was just propelled to like huge proportions. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? I think like 
you know, for example, like, okay, her fashion, like her clothes. Great. I totally agree. She could have been more savvy about price points and being more British, more British brands. But it was like mm-hmm. that critique just got blown up. Yeah. And it was just like, she hates the UK. She doesn't care about you. She's flaunting her money totally. And I felt like a lot of time just skipping over the fact like hey, she had money before. You know, she was wearing mm-hmm. most of these brands before. You know what I mean? Like this isn't name brand isn't new to her whatsoever. A lot of actually more than a few of those jackets were from her pre-Duchess closet. You know what I mean? It was just like, we're constantly like just turning out where she is being crucified for the smallest thing. And it's like, yeah, let is talk about genuine critiques here, but no one can because it's like, gosh, one of the headlines actually on the Oprah special, they flash when like the whole Kate Cry story happened and what followed was like, you know, uh, what was it like? sex vixen you know goes after Kate and Charlotte which I thought like she kept why she kept also saying like this changed everything which made me mad because people keep trying to say like she was trying to pinpoint Kate Kate and I'm like no she was trying to pinpoint that that story happened and then suddenly she Mm -hmm. was just this evil woman that was going after everyone and everything she did was under a microscope of like this tint that it was bad like oh she's up to something Oh, we don't trust her. There's just something yeah. about this not right. It was like anything she did wasn't genuine. You and know? I also feel like when you when you criticize literally everything, then on the other side, like for instance, I thought the, the one like a couple of the incidents that maybe stick out the most during her royal time in Morocco, that like couture Valentino gown that was oh, like yes. yeah. That was like I, I I thought that was deserved criticism. But yeah. it was on the heels of 55 other stories that I'm like okay this is a little excessive this is a little ridiculous like and so then it it carries no weight and yes and and because it's it's one in a sea of things and I think you really lose something and then also I think it's really convenient when things come up so yeah the the godparent issue came up where it was they didn't release the godparents Mm -hmm. and then through that we found out that the royals basically because we're like oh we're gonna get them anyways because it's public record then it's like no actually all of the royal baptisms get held privately and it's like oh so this isn't just a harry and megan thing it's the entire royal family exactly and it's the same thing with, and that we needed to wait a little while to figure it out because that was previously unknown information. The one that really bothered me lately was this uh, Saudi Arabian jewel thing. Yes. Okay, it's a legit critique. Yes, Maybe yeah. wearing Saudi ju- like Saudi gift jewels close to Khashoggi's murder Even is when, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably not the best idea. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like that. The queen wore Saudi jewels not long after the and they have had a really problematic friendship with the Saudi royal family for time immemorial. Uh, yeah. so, yes. And that is yes. not a Megan thing, because it's not as if right. Megan befriended the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Right. So I'm going to go out that on a limb was... and say that didn't happen. <laughs> right. And it was so weird, too, because like there was like photos to just like back up how not explosive that was like literally when he came and met the queen and it's like noted that's when she got the gift they weren't there like it was just so like 
there's a conversation to have here, but we want to pinpoint it on Megan and it doesn't make sense. Like with the godparents, it was like, there's a conversation to absolutely have here. But all of the media were just like, Sussex want to hide the baby. The sexes are so private. They don't care about you. They don't care about you. It was like, we're kind of having a real conversation here. Like how the royal family is somehow above the law and making their own very quietly like really quietly like that's scary like, what that's the conversation about? about the Saudi thing the time to have that was when the Khashoggi murder happened yeah because it's not know. as if the the royal friendship with Saudi Arabia was some hidden state secret right it yes. wasn't. like I remember in the fandom it would come up during Ascot and it would come up at mm-hmm. other times exactly and, so this should be a mainstream story when the Saudis were in like big trouble, not just because yeah. she's gonna have our interview in three days. Yeah, or even yeah. just like because we like the wedding gifts. It's like it brings up the fact like we don't like it's not public record what they're getting and who it's from. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of like oh, that's the wedding guest we're assuming. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we don't know from who. You know like, what I mean? Like in the interview, we just like was confirmed that the queen gave her pearl earrings and a pearl necklace I think that was just speculation before we just assumed the queen gave them to her exactly yeah it's yeah and that was that was what really like came up for me because I think it was oh gosh like royal court jewel were on twitter jewel on twitter did like a really great thread on that and they brought up that like well we wouldn't know where it came from because we don't we usually don't know. And it's only because of like the Sussex things going on with the palace. And like, that's an issue there. Mm-hmm. I, let's know where all of her jewels came from and Kate's and the Queens and, you know, Eugenie's, what did she get? <laughs> you know, we all know <laughs> Andrew's got some weird friends. Okay. What did oh she yeah. Get? You know, well, I mean? especially like, when they have to like tell us every single bear they got in Australia yeah, every day. Right. And I'm like, exactly. I like, you don't need to disclose <laughs> that. I really don't care. Thank you. And I feel like that's just such a great, distract like distraction there yeah hey we tell you what like little gifts we get like the ones under 20 bucks you know i mean we're not gonna tell you like (laughs) the millions we're getting in wedding gifts every year like i don't know yeah like we have big stories here but it's like no one's talking about and i feel like that's where you get like yeah obviously megan and harry aren't perfect obviously like they like their money and you know they've done stuff with gold sacks and stuff and it's like no one's saying that but we're also saying how can you just continue to go off about them and specifically Megan off and off about her but like defend the royal family mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know you know what I mean like how can you yeah. do that like you just hate her for this this and this but you're gonna turn around and be a huge royal fan and it's like do you know what they do do you know what they've done like don't don't tell me she's worse don't tell me she's evil and especially yeah. don't tell me she's evil from walking away from an institution who has the nerve to gaslight her in the one statement they're going to put out about yeah. this entire freaking thing. Okay. Like I don't have the statement up in front of me, but yeah, that the statement. Yeah. I had to sit back on that one for a while. I couldn't believe that. I have it right in front of me. Cause I pulled up Loki, not a Sussex fan, but been writing some fire articles lately. Peter hunt. Yeah. He, he has been killing it. Um, So he quoted, he, he had a thing about like, this statement sucks, but he quoted it in there. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, 
are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Okay. Very. Like, just take that whole part out. If it's handled privately, we don't need to dispute it. That's right. Yes, right. That is, yeah, that was like, you're going to publicly gaslight her and then never, ever provide proof that, about these stories. And like, okay, I have a whole tangent on this here. First off, I can't believe they said race instead of racism. Race wasn't yeah. the issue. Racism was the right. issue. They're literally pretty much saying, like, her race was the pro- I just... Wow, yeah. the disconnect here. And it's just like, that's racism. It's a disconnect. And it really, I feel like, shows what's inside the palace and what they're representing there. Because they continue to put out all these tone-deaf statements. It's just, like, crazy to me. And then, yeah, the dispute. That one is just full-blown gaslighting at the most extreme level. I just, I can't believe they did it. And it, like... I think it really upsets me, too, because on top of that layer is that the statement sounds really personal. Like, it's, like, from the queen almost. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, you're getting this, like, so now are you putting the queen in this and making it personal? And it's about family and it's private and it's love while you gaslight her. You're now just, like, gaslighting her with love or something like that. You know what I mean? So, it's just, like, (laughs) makes it, I feel like, even harder for them to come out against that because it's, like, almost like you're speaking against the queen and the family when, like, she's being kind. It's, like, no, she's gaslighting them. And, and like, sorry, I might get emotional. Like, waking up that morning afterwards, I think... Like, one of the hardest things is, like, seeing people wake up and see her say, like, the palace wouldn't let her get help when she could possibly kill herself, die. Um, And they're questioning her baby skin color for people to just be, like, looking for the other side of the story for, like, to not be that bad. Like, well, you know, well, like, Harry got help. You know, they do heads together. I just, like, there has to be something. You know, this just doesn't sound right. It's like, really? Like, what do you think they can say to make this acceptable? You know what I mean? And then, like, the race stuff. It's just like, I kept seeing people. And I eventually just had to unfollow for my own mental health, honestly, Mm because it's just so triggering. Continue to try to just be like, well, we don't know the other side of the story. We don't know what they meant by that, you know? And it's just like, what it... That tells me there is an option here for you to make it less racist or not racist somehow if they say, oh, I asked about his red hair or something, you know, like that. It it terrifies me because it's just like that's an option for you. It's an option for the palace to be able to talk their way out of clear racism. So it's like you're never going to get the microaggressions and you and you're just. You're just going to act like they didn't play a part in a black woman almost killing herself because of the racism in the press and it's just like you don't care you just don't care you know I wrote this in a post that I did because to me it's like okay step back and just think of it logically the things that they said in some way had to have happened because if they didn't happen even in the U.S. that's a lawsuit if something just objectively did not happen so they happen so the best case scenario for the royal family not Harry Meghan, but for all of the others, is that there's some something else to the story or something like that. But what can we add to the story about asking and talking about the skin tone of their son? 
that isn't in some way racist. Like it just is. And what can we add to the story of, I said I was suicidal and I wanted hospitalization and I was turned down and couldn't get the help that I needed. What can get added to that? that doesn't still make it some level of horrible. So it's like, I can't see a reality where it isn't some level of horrible. So let's not do this. Let's have the other side of the story because like just logicking through this, there isn't a side of the story where this isn't awful for the entire family and that they all behaved some level of terrible. Exactly. And it's going to reflect on their work because especially like someone say their whole thing is supposed to be about like quality and, you know, and the Commonwealth coming together and being accepting. And it's just like, it was pretty, it was obvious you weren't accepting already, but for it so to be bluntly laid out, like Megan did, it's just like, and then to put out that statement, I don't know. It's just like, you guys had a chance, man. Like you just, you didn't even, you don't deserve a chance, but you had it. And you're like, we're just going to like gaslight and be racist. And that is the crowd we're going to continue to speak to. And I feel like that is something to really think about. And I know in the UK, maybe it didn't hurt um, the monarchists or whatever, but I definitely think you're seeing a wave in the Commonwealth because their actions are so loud and so anti-black and just so racist and privilege it's just so hurtful you know what I mean it's just like hurtful and and I will say because I feel like I just like need to say like the amount of messages I've gotten on my Duchess IG from black and brown women in the UK and in the Commonwealth who have expressed how hurtful this coverage is and how triggering it is I have literally had women message me like I am terrified because I know a white woman can come into my work and say these things about me and all of my peers are going to believe her because they're all just sitting here like, well, probably so. And just eating it up, you know, and she's seeing it all over and it's exhausting. And I've seen so much about that this week coming from black women and brown women talking about how this is just exhausting and it hurts. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've been really it, it's real. It's really real. And I just wish people would realize that it's really real. And it's like, if it's real for us, I can't imagine how it was for her. Yeah. For Megan trapped in that and pregnant. Like, I'm going to say it. I'm so happy Archie is alive because I'm sure it crossed their mind that he couldn't be. And not just because she was suicidal, but because of the stress, yeah. you know, like that's very real for pregnancy. And like, I don't know. I just I just can't imagine, you know. And it's just, I wish people would really think about that. And God, my heart goes out to just like all the black and brown women in the UK right now, because I I can't imagine, you know what I mean? Being around that constant coverage, like that has to be really hard because it's just hard seeing it from here. I was thinking about something you were saying about like people at work and that sort of thing. And it reminded me of something I've kind of thought about a little bit, which is it seems like now a lot of people are comfortable saying Black Lives Matter who maybe weren't a few years ago, but they seem to only think of it in the sense of like police killings is when they're comfortable saying Black Lives Matter. But Megan's life matters and she was suicidal. That's a perfectly relevant time to say Black Lives Matter. And so if you're sitting there trying to 
find excuses and blame her and all of that kind of thing after this interview, then I like, don't say black lives matter. Cause you don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah, it's just so weird how people I feel like can really like when it comes to something personally, they can distance, distance themselves from like the things they say they care about when it comes to like racism, black lives matter. Even if it's like, you know, like, real watching it's not like I know these people but I feel like in a lot of ways for any of us who've been doing it for a long time it is personal in a way you know what I mean have our faves and it's like things and traditions so it's hard and I feel like I get that but it's just so hard to see people be like well I'm taking to take this so personal I all these things I reblogged or reposted I'm just going to throw out the window because it's Megan with the British family and them above all else and it's just like so like what happens in real life when like say hey someone tells you like your friends being racist or like excuse 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 you know gaslighting 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 screw all those roles that's my friend that doesn't apply here you know that's what it just like feels like it's like a real test of that like so are we going to apply this here now? Or are we not going to? Because suddenly it's the royal family, which is like even more just like preposterous because it's like it's the royal family. Of course, they're all these things. Like we know this. How are yeah. we like, casting doubt on her? That's so why just like, I don't know. I, I forgot who said it, but someone like said some journalist or something like, you know, right now the waves of their statement, you definitely see the negative response. But at the same time, it's just like, it's not even close to how bad that's going to age in history. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that there's going to be that interview and for her to lay it out and then then to come back with that two days later. Just, like, you really you really want that to go down in history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you really chose that and continue to choose that. That's just what's so startling to me. But it shouldn't be. I know it shouldn't be. Because I guess, too, I always think, like, you know, you think the royal family, they would at least hire people who can pretend like they're can read the room <laughs> but they're just not and it's just like continues to be so shocking to me you know it's just like and I think one thing too that's like really important even in the preview Megan said like I don't know how they would think we're going to remain silent if they continue you know to leak falsehoods so it just tells me there there was an option there was probably an option you know up until the moment they said finally yes to the interview for them not to do this Mm-hmm. But they just won't stop, you know? And I think that's, like, one thing about it, too, is I think we were all kind of shocked, maybe, about, like, how little Archwell talk there was. And it was yeah. just, like, full-blown. <laughs> you know what I mean? They went through it all. And I think that shocked me. And I was like, wow, they've been holding that in, then. They've been yeah. really holding that in. You yeah. know what I mean? Because and, especially after seeing Harry's interview um, with James Corden, I remember messaging you, Alex, saying, oh, then that means it's not going to be, like, they're not going to reveal that much <laughs> in the long interview because everything seemed cool when Harry was talking about it. So it's just going to be, yeah. like, some light, not specific references, and then this happened, and we Boom. know so much more than we expected. Yeah, like, I know, like, some people are like, man, should they have picked Oprah? She's a friend, and so on and stuff. I oh, but so she was they did. perfect. She oh, killed it. 
every and like even the rollout. Like CBS gave us those trailers and we're like, okay, you know, they're being dramatic, you guys. I yeah. won't be that. Yeah. No, I'm like, oh my gosh. They had so much they could have put in those trailers to yeah. really drum up drama and they did it, which just made the interview even better, I feel yeah. like. And frankly, I feel like thank goodness they did it because they didn't cheapen Megan's experience about the right. very real things there. You know, it was really great all around. I just like applauding the whole entire editing team and the rollout and stuff like that other than the fact that it wasn't a full three hours I think we all just would have sat there for three hours happily you know what I mean for sure I loved about Oprah is it was personal and it wasn't so I loved how she would be like we were told blah 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 and the we was Mm -hmm. the collective public yeah but it was never like oh, I thought this, or I thought that. It was always mm-hmm. a very collective thing. So it was like she was representing us and what we were yes. interested in. And But she said it way better than I could have because the obviously the signature moment was, were you silent or were you silent? <laughs> Which she had to come up with that on the spot because right? Megan said the word silent. And yes. that's brilliant. It was so, and just like, I I forgot, oh gosh, the tweets about her were just amazing, you know, of course. But so it said, like, I love how, like, especially with Harry, man, I swear with Harry and Megan, though, you could tell, like, if you're not on your ball with her, she'll get you. And she oh, got yeah. Girl. <laughs> but she would just, like, roll back. Like, what was it? It was like, oh, they announced they had a girl. And then she's like, okay, so you and William. You know, she's yeah. like, we're going to keep coming back to this, dude. We're going to, or the, you were trapped. Like, she. Oh, I she, love <laughs> that she kept, she was, like, going to make him clarify. Exactly. She, and I, you, you know, Harry's not used to that with the press. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not used to that. He's used to a lot of very softball questions. So I will give him that. I think he held himself well for that. But I also think, too, that you see like how well Megan handled it. Because what was the one part where, God, what was it? Um. I forget what, maybe when she was like talking about the press and the Kate story and then like how they weren't protecting her. And I think Kate or Oprah said something like, you know, so your point of view, like this happened or like, that's how you see. She's like, no, that's the truth. You know, like maybe yeah. like said it like or when she was like, Whoa, this is just like dramatic. She's like, Well, I'm sorry if it's dramatic. I'm just telling yes. the truth. Yeah. I love that. And I love seeing that fire come from Megan, especially when you can tell like and I had said in one of my posts, like with her makeup, it was like her eye makeup, there was no lip. You know, we got some bronzer, but it was eyes. And it was yeah. like, you're going to look me in the eyes as I tell you my truth. And I thought just seeing the previews, like, wow. And then seeing what her truth was, I was like, wow. Yeah. She wanted you to look her in the eyes. She told you about, this is what you guys put me through. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? This is what you put me through. And you're going to answer now. And you're going to look me in the eyes as I tell you my truth. And I just love when she got, you know, with like the titles and stuff, she was like, no, they told me my child, you know, was not going to have security. And it was just very, I love when she just like sat forward or when she did her like, look, like, you know, that's when I knew she was going to about to say something really serious, you know? And I love that. Yeah. I loved their back and forth. My goodness. Yeah. So I guess we can move on to like talking about Archie and like security and titles and yes the ridiculous that were asked um first just some background that I uh found Alex while you were gone I was talking about how I read some stuff from Vox Media V-O-X not F-O-X um (laughs) very different um and like uh they talked to Victoria Arbiter about different things and 
clarifying the difference between the institution and the firm and kind of there's a difference but Megan kind of used the more to talk about like the business yeah. of the monarchy um but she was talking about uh charity and just that scotland yard is what provides uh, the royals their taxpayer funded security and they're the ones that decides based on risk assessment um victoria i felt like this was more of her commentary on it um she basically said that Harry and Meghan lost the security because from the firm standpoint, it'd be hard to tell the British taxpayers that their money was going towards a couple who were not in the UK. Um, I had an issue with that because Meghan specifically said that they offered to live in Commonwealth countries so that they could still, you know, exactly be useful to the queen so i'm like okay if they were gonna be in canada why couldn't they get the, security for that yeah and i thought too one thing too i at least took from when they were talking about that is they were still going to they were still working royals and would yeah. have been you know so i felt like that what she presented like that was the breaking point you know what i mean like yeah and i feel like people like we have to, like yeah, people are forgetting that like in that mindset, or at least in those conversations, they were full time working royal. So it was, I feel like that makes an even bigger shocker for them to come around and say he won't have a title and he won't have security. You know, when it's like they're working royals though. You know, that's yeah. the standard here. And yeah, because because I think when she asked that, she said like, what was the breaking point? Yeah, that was like the opening to that segment. So yeah, and I. I know I like kind of noticed that with a lot of royal reporters kind of like you know what I mean kind of like leaving out that yeah because when they lost security that they're talking about that was like a month after they did their final engagements in England and came back and were living in Canada and then it sounds like they just lost the yeah and that's why they left Canada yeah and so the only reason they're not in a commonwealth country now is because they couldn't get the security and because the press told everyone where they were and I thought I think shows how manipulated it was always because I think too here I feel like Harry didn't quite verbalize it as clearly but what I got from it was that it was going to be like a progressive financially independent because even in their statement they said right. we're going to work to financial independence so that tells me that and I think we all were saying that too okay they're going to work to get there they're not going to like right. leave and be financially independent so like Charles will be paying for things until they're on their feet so I feel like yeah that must have been a shocker it was like okay we're going to work to our financial independence we're going to be on you know Charles money and then it was more like okay you're you're done and we leaked your location Oh, right. yeah, and the, the risk is still super high. See you later. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, peace That's out. That's the thing, too, like, with the response. Whoa. The amount of time we saw, oh, what about Beatrice and Eugenie? And it's like, okay, I'm not that big of an idiot. Um, Beatrice and Eugenie, Harry, Meghan, Archie. Let's not pretend the risk was the same. Like a moron can figure out the risk is different. And that's the basis. It has nothing to do with where you are in the line of succession. It's the risk. And it's the same thing. The same thing is true for like, like presidents. Once they're president, they get secret service. But it very depends on the risk. Because if you think the secret service Hillary got when she was running for president was the same that like the Bushes had just living out in the country in Texas, it was probably very different because the risk is different. And 
not holding out America is like this great bastion of common sense all the time. But that just seems <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah. And Beatrice and Eugenie too, like they had their security paid for by the queen and then it was like their dad. So I was like, it yeah. still makes sense why they were shocked because they thought Charles was like, that's what's common among their family. And I think that's too, is it's like if you don't royal watch or whatever, it can be kind of hard to imagine why, like, who cares or this and that. But it's like that is the mechanics of the family, though. So it does make sense why they were shocked because, like, that's their community. That's their culture. And this is how things are done. And I feel like Megan did a good job expressing that and really pinpointing, like, the title. Like, I don't like it's not like, oh, we need a title. But it's right. an issue when all of a sudden my child's being othered before they're even born. You know what I mean? And I feel like. That is so important because I feel like it's so much what like black and brown mothers have to go through. And it's like, is my child being othered? You know what I mean? Are there yeah. microaggressions here? And how do I stand up for this without becoming the angry black woman? Or do I step off of it? Or, you know, or do I step in it to defend my child? Like, where do I go? And I feel like that's so horrible. They put them even in that situation to be like, how do we confront this? You know what I mean? And, and I thought that was it. important, too, mm-hmm. that she said it wasn't just the security. It was that this is something exactly. that he was entitled to. Thank and you. so it's yeah. his choice to decline or accept, not exactly. the families. And she, yeah, she said, and it's like, and I mean, she said, like, how would it look for the first child of color to not have a title? Like, mm-hmm. when that would belong to him. Because, again, like, she was saying they're going to change the law. So when Charles went to King, he wouldn't be a prince. And, again, and it's like people are like, well, you know, Charles said he wanted to slim down the monarchy. And it's like, you're, that is exactly what manipulative, like, racial gaslighting is. It's that little, like, tiny sense of truth that you're going to expand to try to, like, cover up all the racism here. You know, you're just going to try to wipe, wipe away all that race in there with, you want to slim down the monarchy. It's like, Charles has never, ever suggested he was going to do it through Harry's child until he right. married a biracial woman, okay? Like, we all know what's going on. And Harry was always going to be a working royal. So it never made sense to be slimmed down with Harry's child. Yeah. You know, like... It's just like trying to nitpick to find something to make it better, less racist. And it was naturally going to slim down in the sense of like the whole point that the story had always been to me was that it was going to be Charles' line and the focus was going to be on Charles' line. (laughs) And Charles had two kids. The queen had four. So it was naturally going to slim down (laughs) because of that. Yeah, exactly. And it was, yeah, Charles' line. And Harry, I think it's just like, that's why it's like so funny when people try to like, rewrite history it's like we all know harry was supposed to be a part of that right he was the one to be like harry is like and i know no one really like a lot of society doesn't really like harry right now because of well i guess some whatever but those core people that once loved him don't like him but it's like they all know like he was a big part of the royal family and it's charm and like it's like its name, you know, its face value there. Him and the queen are all, were always at the top of the polls. You know what I mean? Competing yeah. for number one, you know, like they're a great duo. They're a really great duo. And I honestly, like, while I hate, I honestly don't like how hard they go for them personally sometimes because I'm just like, the queen is still in charge in our eyes, technically, even if we all think it's Charles more behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. she's still allowing this to happen. And I try to give them grace because I think about like my own family members and like my in-laws and stuff. And anytime I've heard like ignorance and racism and it's not like I just kicked them out of my life when it happened. So I give grace there, but it is still frustrating because it's like I saw it's kind of harsh and I know it is. 
And it's one of those things that makes people uncomfortable, which is exactly why I keep reading it and sitting in it. But it said, it's this um, Black activist, and he was talking about the interview, and he was, you know, saying, like, this is what racism is, and this and that. And his last slide said, though, when, and then when you saw Harry stand up for his father and his William, you saw an example that white will always pick white. And that is hard to read, but it is true. Mm-hmm. Because Harry's a hero, and he did save Megan, and I love that. But on the outside, I can't help but be like, dude, stop coddling them. Yeah. Stop coddling them. And it's like beyond just a family thing for me because they're still an institution. So he's still like pushing for them to be in existence and in that power that they have. And that is annoying because it shouldn't be an excuse. And I don't know, like, hey, he did straight up say, like, how are you going to represent the Commonwealth when you just ran out your one, (laughs) you know, family member of color? But he still tries to always soften the blow. And I do think that's just like, that's always going to be annoying to me. You know, it's, mm, I don't like that. (laughs) So so something I was thinking about with, like, this slimmed down monarchy, sorry, this is a tangent, but I was thinking about this. I was talking to my mom about this because obviously I don't think any of us think anything's happening to the monarchy while the queen's alive. It's just too much of an institution. She's too much of an institution, but everyone's like, what the, and pre-interview everyone was like, what the heck happens when the queen dies? And I think it's even more of a question. Yeah. Yes. And something I was thinking about is it always seems like married and royals have like this charm, especially like the younger generation have this appeal popular appeal because it's like the princess story and stuff like yeah. that but with charles camilla does not have that no and i think camilla has done some great things and i think it's a little over the top to hate for her but yes. it's just a reality she doesn't have that charles yeah. she never had that star factor yeah. <laughs> charles is just charles he steps in it a lot for many different Gosh. reasons yeah william again not so and it's like without Harry and Meghan then we have Charles, Camilla, William and Kate. And I think the only one of that demands any kind of popularity is Kate. Kate. Oh my yeah. gosh, they're going to put it all on her shoulders and yeah. I'm so I feel sad for her on that, honestly, cuz I know they're going to put it all on her shoulders. And <laughs> with all due respect to Kate, she does not have the kind of presence that I think can command mm. she's not not even just a Megan, but she's not a Diana in that regard. It's not like, like she much prefers to be a little more deferential. Yes. And I'd say I do feel bad because I do wonder, like, God, how much does she want to be pushed out? And she's being like, just, you know, they're making her. Yeah. You know, because it's just, that's a lot. That's a lot. Because I will, like, Megan and Harry are a star couple. And William and Kate are to their diehard fans. But sorry, to, for the general public, it's Kate. You know, like, William's cute, but it's Kate. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I just feel like it's so unjust that the woman that married in is going to have to carry so much when the queen is gone. Because, like you said, Camilla doesn't have the star factor. I love some of her work. And, like, totally taking away personal feelings aside with her, she just doesn't have the star factor. It's hard when Diana (laughs) was right. Right. But she just never had it. And, like, I just, I can't believe Charles racism and ego and ignorance is so large that he let the firm run out just a great great ticket to keep the monarchy going because let's be real harry and megan could have really helped charles ring in like his monarchy you know especially like the fab four 
I'm like, wow. He there has was so much potential. <laughs> like, he's gonna really row this out and like really kept the monarchy going and really like at least seemed modern. And I think that's like the one thing with the yeah. British royal family I just can't take is like you guys can't even fake it. Like like you can't even try. Okay, like can you all just be Kate and Megan at Wimbledon? Among all this shit and still <laughs> smiling and doing amazing. Like, my goodness, you guys just could have had it all. And it's just like, you just, yeah, it makes sense. We all knew when it was, everyone was saying it was Kate and Megan, it didn't make sense. It makes so much more sense knowing it truly was all William, Harry, and Charles behind the scene, just destroying it all. <laughs> and to that point, one thing that really stuck out to me that Megan said consistently was that she did everything she could to protect the institution and in my head I was like first of all that's not your you shouldn't have yes. that job and then she also she said like when she first joined the family like use me however you need to like she said that was like she knew her value and she knew they could yeah. have used her to boost their image at the very exactly. least exactly and I just feel like that makes so much sense too where the opinionated and what was the song like she wants to be like the Beyonce of Royals and stuff it's like so they took her confidence and her opinions and ideas and excitement as a like you know she thinks she can come in and take over and I really do yeah. think they knew she was all that and they saw what happened in Australia and they're like oh my gosh you know what I mean like oh my and and, and that was my thing with it I always hated too people like Megan likes the attention I'm like yeah she does and why is that a bad Don't thing? Don't we all know? Yeah, yeah, we're at the point of a royal family. Exactly. I'm like, why can they not enjoy it? Why can't they enjoy the tension? Yeah. Like, come on. She's doing awesome work. Everyone's having a good time. And it was just like such a bad thing. And really felt like the palace obviously thought it was a bad thing, too, that she enjoyed it. You know what I mean? She wasn't backing away from it. And just like to see how that all got spun and how vicious it got is just so sad because... I really do think, and that's why I hold this more, I think, on the team and, like, the firm, is that they couldn't have two women shining at the same time. Mm -hmm. They saw a chance to propel Kate, and they didn't think, hey, we can also propel Megan, too. You know what I mean? We can just, like, really do something great together instead of, oh, here's a chance for the great woman here and the evil woman here. You know what I mean? Because, like, in in talking, and, like, on the topic of misogyny, I feel like it was there too with Kate and the praise with her because it was like, oh, good, perfect, you know, like beautiful, you know, sweet Kate, never do anything wrong. She's like, you know, the girl you're going to bring home to mom. And then like Megan was a girl, the bad girl behind the scenes, you know, and it's like that is just so disrespectful to them both. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I think it was someone actually, God, what is her name? That is a friend of the Sussex that had said like on the press pack, like you would just hear the most vile things about Megan and Kate. But, mo- you know, like, Megan, the way they would talk about her, but at the same time, it was just as evil towards Kate, because it was like, Kate was the girl you brought home, and the sweet girl, you know what I mean, you want to have kids with, and, like, Megan's the hot one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, come on, like, it's just a disservice to both of them. Something I always thought was interesting, too, is Megan isn't, like, I think they kind of want to, like, put her in the, like, sassy black woman trope. Yeah. And when you think about it okay objectively not the most in the royal family because Anne exists and I (laughs) think about all the time people like celebrate Anne and sometimes she's downright rude and people celebrate that and I'm like 
Okay, if Megan did any of that, oh my god, she couldn't yes. survive. Like they would Could kick her not. out. And sass towards people in the press. Oh my goodness, no, we could, could never, could never. And like, I don't. I think even too like every time like Kate showing a little sass, like you know, in the last few years, or they're like the oh my gosh, the photo of her drinking tea. Another one. I love that photo, but man, the last couple years, it's like every time that we yeah. use it, make some weird dig against like Megan speaking out or like suing because you know, like someone took photos inside of their house or printed her private letter letter to her father. It was like, oh, well, Kate, Kate kept it silent. Sit yeah. and I'm just like, that's like so, and it's just again, like that's so gross towards Kate. Because what if one day she wanted her to speak up? Right. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? You know what I mean? Like. And I almost feel like you're sending that message to people all over the world and to Kate, don't speak out because we value you because you'll sit in silence in your pain. Yeah. And how like dare you send that message to anyone, you know what I mean? To anyone. I feel like after this interview, I feel like anyone is wondering like, or should be, what is Kate going through behind closed doors? You know what yeah. I mean? What has yeah. she gone through? Especially the royal family, obviously built on a lot of colonialism and racism also built on a lot of sexism because it wasn't until 2012 that a queen could happen if there was if there was a son at all in the family and it still happens that peerage and stuff like that dukedoms like if baby girl sussex was born first archie would still be the inheritor of the duke of sussex because of how that works still to this day and so an, an institution that's so based on sexism to then kind of hold out a woman as like, oh, when you're just like submissive and sit here and smile and go along with everything, that's the ideal. It's yeah. just so damaging. Exactly. Like you shouldn't have to be quiet to be able to survive. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to. Because I mean, I mean, Oprah said like in the extra clips that, She's like, you know, she said, like, Megan told me before the wedding, they told her she needed to, like, you know, take it down, be 50%. And I was like, how are you going to live being 50%? Like, that is, that's horrible. And again, I'm just like, what men were just scared, you know? And I will say men, though, but I do think it's like, I'm also undercutting the fact there of what, of the white feminism we saw just come Mm -hmm. out and explode because there was Mm -hmm. a lot of young women working for them. And that is who we saw continue to get pinpointed as the victim of Megan. And that was so dangerous because this fandom fandom is mostly women and it's mostly white women. And hell did they hate Megan because they're like, she'd bully me or she'd be better than me. She'd be a threat to me. And it brought out so many insecurities and like, I'm so glad we can talk about it now Because it was so vicious in the thick of it. And in 2019, you know, like when she was pregnant and I mean, I don't exactly know what undertones are there, but I always think there's something really, really dark about how pushy people got when Megan was pregnant. You know what I mean? And especially even about the rumors that like maybe it wasn't hers and how those jokes just hit mainstream. It was like, are you pretending like she's possibly not pregnant? So you have an excuse to just dehumanize her because you're now like pissed that she has a baby, that there's a human going inside of her and you're like supposed to kind of be nice to her. It was like, you know, it was like, oh, man, I have to be nice to her now. No, I'm just going to be even more mean. And I'm going to possibly say that's not her child. You know what I mean? That she's not even pregnant or whatever. It was just like wow, you're just stripping away her humanity, you know, and just continuing to. And I, 
I don't know. We put so much, I, obviously the press for sure and stuff, but I really hope, and I'm glad people are talking about how much of the firm did that. Cause it's just showing more and more that what the press was doing seems to exactly line up to what the firm was feeding them. You know, mm-hmm. like it was a great partnership. They were best buddies throughout this. And I, I don't think they can really be separated, you know, and, and that's sad. I think you do make a good point that it, Megan was kind of almost this great highlight of all of this intersectionalism of like so many different isms, because of course there is racism and sexism. But then I also even think of a thing that's really present in the UK that's I think less present in America, but still is a thing, classism. Yeah, because oh gosh, I think yeah. some of the inferiority of like the the white women in the staff was a lot of the people in the staff. There is literally no diversity in the sense of they're all white, but then they all also went to like uber elite prep schools and all have Idea. uber rich parents and stuff like that. And so Megan isn't quite that. Of course, she actually no. was raised really upper middle class in America, but she wasn't in that British class structure. So she's not one of them. She didn't come with a name, you know, like she can at least go over with a, well, Hey, my parents are this big name in America. You know, she didn't come over with that. She came over with middle class, you know, like Markle. That's all I've got. Yeah. I really think people are like, I have to listen to that. Cause I mean, I think at one point, like, they were leaking to the Daily Mail. Like, people didn't want to take instructions from her and stuff. And it was, like, full on. Like, why should I have to? Like, I don't think I should have to. I'm above her, you know? And it was just, like... And, you know, and listening to a lot of, like, UK voices, they're saying, like, the classism and the racism is so intertwined, which makes it so even, like, just another kind of horrible, you know what I mean? And to, like, try to break through it and stuff like that. And, like, I mean, one of my friends who was talking to me about this, and she's in the UK you know, and she's a woman of color, and she was just saying, you know, like, she, she's around the rich people, you know, like, she's around those heavy people, and she said, she's like, it's scary, though, because they, what they're acting like is, like, what you're seeing, like, in the Pierce Morgan, and the Royal, Royal, like, Richard Palmer's and stuff, you know, they're just as snobby, and that's the thing, people think it's, like, oh, these, you know, it's just these Piers Morgan types. It's like the Piers Morgan types are rich and they have influence in that world. They have actual real influence. You know what I mean? Like they're making these kind of decisions. Like I think about like the fires, you know, um, gosh, at the Greenfall Towers, you know, that, who owns that goes to all the, a lot of like the polo events, you know, who goes to the Royal Ascot. I forgot the guy's name, but you know, he's a Lord, whatever. And he goes to all these events. It's like, it's all just circulating there, that power and that racism and that classism. And I just like, really think like, what was she around? I almost feel like people think because she was around like rich people, it wasn't as bad. And she was just getting right. it from like, you know, the trashy daily mail. It's like, no, the people, it's not just the trashy daily mail. It was people that are like, you know, they're rich, they're powerful. They own a lot of the UK and London and stuff like that. And they're feeding this to the press. Well, also like we know it's in the family. It was, wasn't yes. like one of her first, uh, like family oh. dinners at Buckingham, one of the queen, is it a cousin yes. or whatever, had that Princess racist Michael. brooch. Yeah. And it's like, they were not shy in <laughs> yeah, being was... very unwelcoming to her from the very beginning. 
Yeah, and, like, I remember they put something out after, like, oh, we've retired the brooch now. And I was like, that's the problem, is that you did now. After right. After she had to see it. No one thought of to do that before. So it's like, what else is in there? What else is in that vault? Yeah. You know, that is just like, and, I mean, we've had many instances that the... The painting, you know, when the Obamas came to meet the camera, you know, Kate, William, and Harry in the Kensington apartment, it was that, what, the Negro certain servant in something else. It was, like, racist. And they had to take the plaque off and put a vase, you know, near it to just try to cover up what that was. And then recently, I think during the quarantine, someone, like, spotted one of something in Charles' home, you know, one of his decorations or whatever. And it's just, like, I forgot what that was, but it had colonial racist history. And it's just, like, this is so embedded in the society. And I remember, for me, to the wedding, when, oh, God, when they were all, like, just snickering. Yeah, during the the um, sermon. Yes. That was hard. That was hard. And I remember talking to my mom about that, being like, did you see that? I think that was like my, that was my first real moment of where all the fairy tale kind of was like, you know, wiped away. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, that was, that was really awkward. And I feel like that gets painted over a lot, but I'm like, they were snickering at him. Yeah. Not with him, at him. Right. Okay. And like, while he's giving this just like beautiful and passionate sermon too about people coming together and like from slavery to this. And I remember talking to someone, they were saying like, you don't understand like British culture, like that's a lot. And I was like, see, no, I understand that. I understand that that was definitely different for them, like culturally and stuff. But the thing is, this is a British Royal family. Technically they're on a job. Okay. And like, they're supposed to be the definition of like class and manners. And I don't care what culture you're in. It is not appropriate, appropriate to laugh at someone, to laugh at, you know, the preacher while he is preaching. Like, that is just pure disrespect. And everyone did it. And it was so open about it. And he, he commented on that, too. So the fact that he even noticed, I just, ugh, that hurt me even more. And yeah. I felt like it was, like, my family. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He did yeah. that or something. I was like, you guys embarrassed us. Like, that's embarrassing. And I think that's an excellent point, too, because and even Megan said it was like, they are very aware of how things look to the public, which is one of the reasons why they weren't going to let Megan be hospitalized is because how is that going to look, which is a bonkers thing when your platform is mental health to worry about. Exactly. They couldn't spin that one. They knew they couldn't spin it totally in their favor. (laughs) They had to get really real and expose some very hard truths. They didn't want the public to know at that point, you know? And I think even, like in that moment at the wedding, they should have known, regardless of what they're going to say, oh, we weren't laughing at him. Like they should have known that's what it's going to look like. It, well, exactly. And I, someone had like posted something, someone had posted something about like, oh, well, you know, I know people are saying, you know, there was a problem with racism. And this is before the interview. And they were just like, but I really love to think of the sweet moments where like they supported Megan. And it was like Charles at the wedding and the queen with engagement. And I had messaged them and they didn't say anything. And maybe it was a bit shocking to say this, but I was just like, you know, that was really nice. But you also have to remember those were all really huge moments where they got so much positive attention. You know, there was a lot of glamour behind Charles walking her down the aisle, you know, the queen going with her on the train. And that is special and it is great. But guess what? It's a lot of fun and pompous like allyship. 
it's the like the real allyship is when it's not fun and you're gonna take some hits in the press and you're not gonna make some friends in the press and like all your conservative friends are like oh why are you standing up for her now you know like that's allyship so you can't keep pinpointing to these like extravagant moments where they got excellent press okay yeah excellent press from it and be like but they welcomed her and then sit there and like brush aside the fact they were silent after that for three plus years when they know if they spoke in defense of her, it wouldn't have been glamorous. Although I would argue that's not true because we all know if they would have been like, hey, guys, don't be racist. I would be like, oh, my God, these woke allies. Yes. Like, <laughs> you guys are defeating racism. <laughs> and I feel like when they're super calculated. They can be allies because the Charles thing in the wedding, the thing that's coming all off of the Thomas Markle stuff. And so, you know, he was like, well, I'm going to do this, this and this to be like, this is Megan's new family. And like, Doria and all of that was so planned and choreographed. But the moment things don't happen exactly according to like a 50 page script. And that's the sign of people who are so insulated and don't have anyone on their staff of any kind of diversity and just don't have any experience in the real world. Because honestly, I've been to enough churches that if I sat there and even if I wasn't expecting it, if someone does that, I might have one second of like, oh, wow, this we're doing this. And then I would been like really into it (laughs) instead of like just laughing and like, like having no clue what's going on. I think like literally Camila and Kate were the only ones who didn't have some sort of snicker or like sly look on their face. They're the yeah. only one who kept a poker face. I was just like, how? there was, there's just no excuse. And like, that's what I told my friend. It's like, if you're, you know, your friend goes with you to church and they're surprised and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, what's happening? And like the difference is like, that would still be rude, but like, that's just you and your friend personal place is, you know, you guys aren't on a national stage. Millions are watching, you yeah. know, this is literally your job pretty much right now, <laughs> technically actually going like, it's just so many different things there, what they represented. And it's just like, and they're really lucky. There was so much showmanship and support, which is like Charles doing that, that that moment didn't get highlighted as much as it should have. You know what I mean? Because that, that's when those like look back moments, I wouldn't surprise that gets them the next few years. You know what I mean? Because like, even this year, people are going to continue to keep talking about this and analyzing because it represents so much, you know what I mean? Whether you're American from the UK, Canadian, whatever, it represents so much just to like, your everyday toxic workplace situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how it like trickles down to when like you go to HR and they're like, can't help you. You know what I mean? Or, you know, and it's like, I've got nowhere to go with this problem right now. What do I do? You know, I'm trapped in this job. And whether it's because like, hey, you signed up and the whole world's watching or this is my paycheck and without it, what do I do? That feeling of being trapped, I think that like you said so well, is lonely. You know, and like she said, like, yeah, she had Harry and she was totally in love with him, of course, but she was still lonely. And I don't know, like, yeah, just kind of veering off to another point, which is with like mental health. I think it shows like you could still have all that and still just be like depressed, you know, like thinking about quarantine and stuff like that and just isolation and how that's like all mess with their mental health, the depression and anxiety and stuff like that. I thought that was really, I was really happy to hear that. I know overall, I just kept saying when we finished the interview, I wanted to hear about Megan's mental health. I thought that was so important for us to finally hear about how this affected her after all of these years, you know, because we knew it had to. And I think it was so great to humanize her that way, because I just felt like for so long, people forgot she was human. 
you know, yeah. like these things would affect her. Like, you know, like she's human. <laughs> and especially like you said, like it seemed like some of the toughest parts were when she was pregnant. And that was also a lot of the times when people were dehumanizing her. And yeah. I keep thinking about how she said Australia was a turning point. And I started thinking as we're talking about this. And at first I was like, oh, that makes sense because she did so well with that. And it really like highlighted how good she can be at this job. But it also, I feel like before then she hadn't done very many engagements. And the ones we had seen, she almost seemed like shy. She didn't want to take a misstep. Yeah. There were there were ones with Harry, like when they were engaged and I remember her seeing like a timid wave and I was like, okay, she's still getting used to this. Yeah. But I think what turned for like the real fandom is that seeing her in Australia and seeing her so confident and oh maybe she's gonna be better at this than Kate so now we can't like her because she's gonna be too good at this but also I wonder if it because the day before their Australia tour they announced she was pregnant so I wonder if that also contributed to the turning point yeah because she started getting more attention too which is like that it was like and I think that was something no one realized among us all as a fandom, you know, especially, I don't know, I think it's just, like, interesting, too, like, us all mostly, like, being a fandom of women, it's just, like, how that happened, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was, like, this weird, like, kind of jealousy and build up, like, oh, well, well, Kate has this going on then, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, it has this going on, and it was just, like, such a tit for tat for everyone. I almost feel like like the tit for tat we saw going on with their teams it just quickly became the same thing going on among royal watchers and it was like really sad to see and it did suck because like we were all so excited about that but at the same time it was like immediately kicked in like this whiplash of like weird passive statements about her and Mm -hmm. like this and that I almost feel like too she was just glowing she was so pregnant she was so happy they were doing this to her they were just kicking ass and it was like these headlines are coming out about like the future of the monarchy. And it was just like, reminds me of the like TikTok trend, you know, the, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Like that one. <laughs> I feel like it's like literally like those like headlines started coming out. It was like downhill. Like I just see the monarch. Just, like, yeah. Kill the story. <laughs> you know I mean? Like we've got to put something horrible out against her. And that's what we saw. And it was just so sad. Cause it was like, wow, we really thought they were just going to like let her excel and just be awesome. And it yeah. just like, and I think that's what's so sad about this all. It's almost like I feel like after, like, the last season of The Crown coming out, too, with, like, Diana. And I yes. feel like they just, like, show us so much of, like, even if it's not true, you know, totally accurate, of just, like, Diana coming in so hopeful and, like, just, wow, this is amazing. And her on this tour and just, like, happy. And the Australia like, tour for her was the turning point. Exactly. And then it was just, like, that was it. It just went downhill. And they did the same thing. It's, like, how... How? And I and I think someone brought up a good point, too. I saw, like, on Tumblr, they were saying how, like, you know, in the 80s, like, you know, with Diana and Fergie and everyone complained, like, the press is too much, the firm aren't protecting us. Kate came, and the press was way too much, but the firm at least somewhat tried to protect her. You know yes. what I mean? They did, and it was like, okay, maybe we're, like, getting somewhere. The UK press sucks bad. They're being so mean to her. You know, like, the royal family seemed to be having her back. You know, I remember, like, the Canada tour and stuff. Like, the queen gave her, like, the brooches and this. And, like, there was just a lot of, like, signaling of support, support, support. And I know people say Megan, they supported Megan beginning, and they did. But when you compare the support 
Kate got in terms of like jewelry and those little tidbits and stories they would squash. Yeah. It's Megan didn't get that at all. And I remember even during like a couple of the tours, people were talking about, like, man, I wish the queen would just like give her a damn brooch or something. So <laughs> people can signal there's immunity here or whatever. But it's like no one did. And that was so sad about it. It was just like we saw it happening and to have it confirmed just sucks. And like, I really thought they were going to have her back more because we saw how they dealt with Kate better. You know what I mean? And so to see like, Oh no, they're going to go back to the eighties. You know, they're going to take it back and they are going to throw people under the bus. And I also think maybe like they did handle Kate better too. And maybe it's because no one else was there. You know what I mean? It was like Kate was the first girl, the first person marrying in. She was a commoner. They knew this was a really big redo for them. And they did awesome with it. And this is no dig towards Kate. I do think her youth, I do think her being a little bit more like submissive or at least seeming so, you know, was perfect for them. It was perfect for them to mold for a really awesome person though, to still be able to simulate the system and maybe not in the best ways because she was young she was impressionable and you know she's marrying a future gang I mean she is a woman from the UK I'm sure she had way even though she wouldn't know exactly and I'm sure anyone could not be prepared for how overwhelmed she was when she came onto the scene but she definitely had a more of an idea of like hiring the future king i know right. how serious this i i'm sure she knew she was gonna have the curtsy for grandma you know what i mean which right. by the way, i was shocked hearing that i, I was know too I have, but i was still like my american ass was like curtsy they, for grandma right i think we all had the same reaction as megan it's like oh they still curtsy when there's not cameras yeah i don't know i was like oh i thought that was definitely all fanfare like i didn't yeah. i didn't know that was happening but like yeah i mean just like there the cultural difference there and i definitely think that helped kate and i think and i'm so happy she got, I mean, they weren't perfect, let's be real. The British family still failed her in ways. But that she got something, and they really did well with her. I just wish they would have continued it to make. But it really was, like, two women in the spotlight. Oh, no, 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 we can't have this. And maybe it is the fact that they're too way enthralled with, like, the king and the queen cannot be outshined. You know what I mean? I feel like that was really what was happening, whether it was personal, whatever. I really do think it was, like, the firm, like, oh, no, no, no. This is how it has to be. You know what right. I mean? And then her being biracial too was really like, oh, absolutely not. She cannot outshine these white people. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, yeah. not. I think, she's got to take it down a notch. I think Kate worked really well for them because I think she was young and beautiful and so they could make her Diana. But her personality, even down to her fashion, is the queen. It's very yes. like yeah. beauty, like head down, yes. just do whatever I'm told. And yes. I think that suited them. I don't know that they ever really changed. I think if Kate came in and had her ideas, it would have been better because she was white. But I think yeah. if she was like, I'm going to do my thing and I don't care if I look better than William because I am actually smarter than him. I yeah. don't think they would have defended her as much. They would have defended That's her more true. than they defended Megan, but they wouldn't yeah. have defended her. Because I was thinking about Megan. Besides Harry's statement that was literally like clearly written by Harry and his team, did they ever really defend her at all? No, and this is getting so annoyed with me. People always, one statement William put out that was 2017 was the only one. And it always annoys me with that because they're like, it always gets swept in the topic of like talking about defending her from like racism and bullying. And I'm like, uh, no, because if you read the statement, he specifically points out that he was supporting his brother and asking privacy for Megan. 
He doesn't mention the racism. He right. doesn't mention the bullying. He just says, you know, she deserves privacy. I understand my brother and they're overwhelmed by it. I support this. Cause I think there was also like a story running at some point that like William's like, Oh, this is stupid. Like against Harry. And that's why he came out. So it was like, no. And if you look back at it and everything that's happened before, it just makes that like statement. See how like self-serving it was, frankly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, and he that's every statement with, with, with William, because he'll like make a statement about racism in soccer five years after it was a thing or like yeah. racism in the BAFTA only when it's like the biggest, deal ever I know um, it's just everything like you said in the statement with um him and Harry and William when they were leaving and that statement came out like you know William was like didn't care and hurt their mental health and stuff like that and they did that joint statement and it was just like oh okay once again we can only come out when William's getting some bad press yep. like what's happening here guys and it's just like again it was so clear and that's why I just it's laughable to me that they're gonna come try even a little bit trying to come out and say like no we protected her like did you see that Camilla Tomney video she was on um not Good Morning Britain I forgot um Megan's friend just went on the show this morning too but they were talking to her I think it was yesterday about the Kate Cry story because she was the one who wrote that story originally she's the one who broke that story and they're like oh well you know Megan said it's not true and she in that you know no one protected her and tried to squash the story and she was pretty much like yeah I don't know about that because I wrote that and no one told me it wasn't true I wouldn't write something I didn't think was true no one said it wasn't true and the guy is like the interviews literally trying to explain to her exactly that's what Megan said no one would kill the story and she's like well I just don't know what Megan's talking about it being a lie I wouldn't I wouldn't print lies and no one told me it wasn't true so and then the guy's just like that's what she said <laughs> like she just wasn't getting it and I'm like thank you it's not like the world world is totally useless it's just like they're so in agreement with everything the Royals do and they were so in agreement of being anti-Megan that they would print anything that the courtiers and yeah. like whatever told them. And that was the issue. They would print whatever. And I'm sure there were times that no one told them anything and they just still printed it because it was going off some spin. They kind of vaguely heard from a week ago, you know, and that right there is the issue. It was just like spin, spin, spin. And it's like, and we all know that the houses will lay out stories against the other if they really want to. So it's just like, it's very obvious for like two to three years, it's just been concentrated on one woman. And that should absolutely shake the foundation of the monarchy. And I'm glad it is because that is just, that's horrible. Like, you know, they just all ganged up on her pretty much. And like, I I hate that people like get almost mad that she's getting any kind of sympathy, but it's like, what should we give her after three years of that? You know? Right. And pregnant, like, and pregnant. (laughs) And I do think it's interesting, this Camilla Tomney thing. This is a press trick I've seen that I've already seen some of the like frequent flyers with bad press do. Richard Palmer. That's what I'm going to say the name. Um, They'll pick out like one or two things and then that suddenly becomes the whole story of the interview. So like with Richard Palmer, it was like, well, I never got invited to these tabloid Christmas parties. It's like, (laughs) yes, because that was the whole point of the interview was the tabloid Christmas party. (laughs) Or like the title thing. That suddenly became everything that she ever talked about. And and it's like, one, you're 
kind of misrepresenting what she said. Yeah. Never like Archie should be a prince. End up. That's not what she said. Exactly. I know that was but so Also, it's like, let's not talk about racism. Let's talk about the things that I can kind of spin as her being wrong. Yes. That was annoying. And then, like, her saying, like, she can leave the house. Everyone's, all of a sudden, everyone's like, well, what about New York? She didn't have a passport. How'd she get to New York? Like, obviously, they handed her or her <laughs> passport and they went, like, come on, guys. We know what she's saying. And it's like, if anything, that New York trip really puts things in perspective of why she went. And I'm so yeah. glad she did. I mean, even then, we were like, you know, there's a lot going on around this. And it was, like, way too much. But at the same time, I think we're, even then, we're like, I'm glad she's gone, though. Because it was obviously stressful. But even more so, I'm like, I am so glad she went. And I see why her friends went all out. And I see why they didn't care about what anyone thought. She's coming, and we are doing this. Because, God, she needed it. I mean, I'm just, yeah. you know, like, she genuinely really needed it. And it makes it even more sucky that her location got leaked. And I'm even then, it was obvious that that was leaked. from someone I don't know whose house whatever but it was leaked by the palace so I'm like wow you guys could you only gave that woman three days of peace before you set the paparazzi on her for the media to totally spin her as some just extravagant bratty princess who demanded to have a $500,000 shower like $500,000 like I saw someone actually quote that price tag the other day and I was just like (laughs) How are we? This is two years ago. How do you guys still think it costs that much? And some of those leaks and stuff, I'm like, okay. It's not as if it was Megan and Megan alone at the shower. And it's not as if she organized everything. So, like, I remember the whole away luggage thing being a deal. And, like, very oh, yeah. clearly away, like, paid one of Megan's friends and all of that. And it's like, Okay, but then the issue is with Megan's friend. Because I'm guessing yes. Megan didn't sign an ad deal with away luggage. Because that just <laughs> right. doesn't make sense. And, yeah. And I find that annoying, too, that that was always kind of pin pin around me. Like, well, her friends are Hollywood. They're doing this, and they're doing interviews. And I'm just like, um, hmm. There's many royal family members that aren't working royals that, um, the milk ad? Okay, like, who have cheap <laughs> things? First off. Middleton, they're cool as heck, but Peepa, I mean, after the wedding, she was all over. I visibly remember her on Good Morning America, I think, trying to sell a cookbook, but all they would ask about was, like, Kate and George, okay? Like, everyone has, in some way, tried to kind of get on on that royal, you know, something, and it's, like, it was even, like, too, I remember, like, the Serena, whenever she would wear, like, Serena's line, that always infuriated me, too, because what is that one brand? Bella, I can't say the name. It's like B E. Oh, Boo London. Boo London. That is one of Kate's really good friends, and she constantly wears them. Mm-hmm. It's never been a problem. But it was like the moment Megan wore like the Serena line, or um, I think there was like a jewelry line that she was like knew knew them previously or something, and it was just like this constant barrage. And then like her friend, yeah, it was like, how are you going to judge Megan on that? You know what I mean? Like she. First off, if her friend wants to get that check, go go for it, okay? Like, I think it was Abigail. Abigail's a sweet girl. She's a B-list actress. Get your checks where you get them, okay? <laughs> that was a great <laughs> advertising moment. I can't blame her for that. But, yeah, it's like everyone turned that on Megan. And it's like we saw her walking from the door to the door, and that was it. You know, and she didn't even leak her location. She was quiet for three yeah. days. Like, the first pictures of her out were so fuzzy, people didn't even know if it was her. You know what I mean? And then it just blew up. And I genuinely think her team was just like, sorry, you're just going to have to walk it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we can't cover this up anymore. You're just going to have to go through the barrage of the paparazzi and 
have a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it is interesting know. though, because we also got the whole like, oh, Philip and the hospital and all of that. But to your yes. point, Middleton, Carol Middleton has been on like a PR barrage. Yeah. And could you imagine, even separate of Philip's issue, but if Doria did something like that, Anything. it wouldn't be. Doria did that it would be Megan's mom Megan exactly and it's always Carol Middleton yeah it's never it's always mom and you know and I and it's just like even like I loathe Thomas Markle of all existence and the sad thing is I just if he was going to be in the bed with the media, I wish he would have been more media savvy, frankly, like the Middletons have been. Because there could have been a relationship built there out of respect, you know what I mean? Out of tact, okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just, like, well done. But it was just so trashy from the beginning. And thank goodness Doria hasn't touched anything. Because I think, I'm sure she knows. If she dared to do anything somewhat in the limelight, even probably for charity would be an issue. I mean, even the Together Cookbook. There was always weird little slights about Doria being there. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always kind of like this kind of like, oh, and she brought her mom. Or is she there? How long is she going to be staying in the cottage? Or, you know, like, it was always this was like, let's count. Let's count how long she's going to be there, you know, or do this. It was so annoying. And that's actually a good point of comparison because... I remember when Doria went on that engagement with Harry and Meghan and she showed up in the car with them. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she's not a royal and that's taxpayer funded. But then we had Pippa show up with Kate in this car at Wimbledon. And that was just like a blip. Yeah, it was just like cute sister moment. And it's just like, why can't we enjoy it when it's like Meghan and her mom? Like, why can't we just enjoy those like okay, it's technically not right, but right. Like, it's cute, it's fun, it's, you know, it's not... It didn't it's hurt anyone. Yeah, it yeah. didn't hurt anyone, it's not breaking the law, okay? And it was just, like, we never got those little... And it always makes sense, because it's like, man, we probably could have seen Doria maybe do a little bit more with her, because it would have been perfect for her work. Like, I've said, what I really appreciate about the Sussex and what they do about, like, grassroots organizations, and activists especially, because it's, like, on-the-ground activists don't get the millions, you know what I mean? They don't have that kind of security and they don't get the spotlight. So, and it's like, I feel like the reason why we see them highlighting that more is because of people like Doria, who is an on the ground activist, you know what I mean? And she always has been, you can see that through her work. And it would have been so cool to be able to see her speak, you know, more if she wanted to, or just see her be a part of it more. Cause I do think she did a little, and I also just, I don't know. I think she's just like so cute and I love seeing her at the event. She's just like so shy and sweet. I'm yeah. just like, I want to know Doria Mark. So <laughs> the Thomas Markle thing. So I did read Finding Freedom, which is important to note, is written by journalists, is not Megan's autobiography, yes. like some people no. like to make it seem. But right. I thought that was a really interesting, like the most interesting part about that book, from my opinion, was insight about Thomas Markle. And it did bring really true to me where it was like, how Megan viewed the situation was that the press hounded him and hounded him and hounded him. And then that plus everyone's least favorite, Samantha Markle. Yeah. That dual pressure kind of made a unprepared man cave and that she yeah. had a lot of sympathy for, and still does have sympathy for her father and what he went through. And you put that in the context of her saying like, I went to the palace feeling suicidal and nothing happened I did this and there was no support and no one told me what I was getting into and it's like this kind of fits that pattern that they didn't really do everything that they could 
for him. And like the letter and stuff, it kind of implies that they offered some things. But it does, it, it seems like if they yeah. really wanted to squash things with Thomas Markle, they could have. But it seems yeah. like it kind of played to them to be like, oh, crazy family. Like that exactly. played to a thing for him. The only thing I bet, I bet there were like, there was just some anger inside that it was the white side of the family that was crazy yeah because they even like interviewed the black side and they're like oh they're cool you know they were like, <laughs> like yeah we haven't seen dorian megan in like years but they've been cool and i'm happy for it like they were just so chill they're like yeah we haven't talked to them in 10 years like no big deal though you know like that happens with family you know they really so normal about it they weren't trying to exploit it you could tell they were just like happy to talk about it and share some photos like that's all they ever got from them i mean there's like still some vague rumors to this day that there could have been ragland family members there but we never saw them because they didn't want to be seen you know what I mean right. like I think people and it's so funny that people are like man so Hollywood and she's so unprivate and she wants us to know all these things but like there's a like her family life she's always kept pretty private other than her mom and dad you know what I mean even like her friends like I think there was one of her friends gosh I forgot who but like I don't think we've technically ever seen her before and like even at the wedding she was like she was placed to almost be like not in the camera angle you know like there's a lot of pretty private people in her life and it's just sad that the people who were the loudest were against her you know yeah. and, I, and I always felt that for her too because it was like coming off like you know the British royal family and like you know they have a really great or did have a really great like tight family image and you know the Middletons are just like genuinely loving one another you know what I mean you could tell William just freaking loves them and it was just like sad because it's like Megan didn't have that established family like that you know what I mean yeah. and she had it for a while and it was just like because she didn't have a big family it was like suddenly it was used against her like oh right. you know obviously she can't keep people around there must be a reason why no one talks to her and her mom you know these weirdos and it's just like some people just have small families it sucks I don't know what it's like I kept remember thinking like gosh, if that was my family, that would have been a wreck. That would have been a wreck. <laughs> I don't, like, have any cousins to invite, you know? Like, I don't It would have been, like, mom, dad, sister, brother, and, yeah, that would have been about it. Or, like, I saw someone say, like, she only had 20 close friends at her wedding. I'm, like, 20 close right? friends? <laughs> <laughs> I have five? <laughs> I know, like, you're acting like that's it I'm like that's a lot like I don't know what you guys expect from this woman like, yeah it's it was just always so weird it was like she was too much she wasn't enough and I'm like I'm just really glad she was able to going back to like the reality and the perception of things of just like how they were saying she's everywhere she's everywhere and I know we all and I will say I did too question like, is she really not reading any of it? She's got to be reading like some of yeah. it. But man, this interview I was like, oh man, she didn't read any of it. And I am so glad she didn't. Oh I'm yeah. So glad she did it. But like, it broke my heart when she mentioned that, like her family and her mom calling her to tell her like, they're not protecting you. Like you yeah, need to do that something. That was heartbreaking. That was so sad. And I think really shows to how isolated you can be in that world if you want to be. You know what I mean? I think, or when they want you to be, and I will always feel deeply uncomfortable how I almost feel like, I don't know, they went overboard on the control with Megan. And I can't help but to think it's because she was biracial and American and a woman and being so popular. They're like, you know what? We have to confine you and we have to trap you. And that is such a horrible feeling and experience. And I'm glad, I don't know, I'm glad Harry got her out of there. But and can I ask you guys, what did you feel when he said he felt ashamed at first? 
did you just like, damn, Harry? (laughs) I I had an (laughs) issue with that, but my issue was more of like when he said he didn't talk to like his brother, his dad, the queen about how Megan was feeling. Cause in my head I was like, okay, Megan already talked to everyone. She felt she could have and should have talked to. So I feel like in telling Harry, Harry should have been like, Hey, Megan, you don't have to disclose. Like she's having suicidal thoughts. It'd be like, Megan wants help. She feels like she needs this kind of help. These people aren't doing it for her. Can you help me? And it sounded like he's like they're very close with the queen and that the queen really supported them. So in my mind, I'm like, why didn't he just jump over everyone's head and just go straight to the queen and be like, yeah, Megan needs help and she's not getting it. I also think Harry still had a little bit of the the white man thing where it's like, yeah, okay, the black woman was mistreated, but no one I know is racist. Yeah, and it was yeah. like he wanted to like find some reality where she was a victim of racism, but only from like the press, and it wasn't yeah. anything in the royal family. Where Megan, I think, was a little more honest yeah. and real about it, because I think, and I think some of the press I saw making this point, some of the more honest press, and it's true. It's like every all of us knew that she like we maybe we didn't know she was suicidal, but we could look and see that things were not going well for her and she wasn't doing well. So if we can see that and we don't know her personally, yeah. How yeah. how do none of them know that? Well yeah. yeah and and I mean like yeah now coming out that like two friends have confirmed and I mean I frankly think the Sussex like are res- like not responding but I definitely think they've given the, the okay for a couple of their friends to talk because they're not happy about the statement and some of the things are blind like casting doubt you know on what Megan said because they made it clear like oh no they knew the extent you know what I mean the family yeah knew the extent of what happened so it's like and I almost too it like reading because I watched that back a couple times today and I and this too, I know it's three hours. I almost wish they would. This is also, I wish they would have done a whole three hours. I feel like some of the extra scenes like needed to go in with certain yeah. sections of the segment. Yeah. And like the one when they're talking about, um, I forgot what they said, like, since you left, if they've like apologized or recognized what wrong with like the racism, racism in the press. And Macon says that she went, did go back like countless times and then said at one point we did you know, like begging for help, but they wouldn't give us. So I mm-hmm. think too, it was like he was saying at first he didn't, go to his family and then they did try and then they finally reached out to their own people and were just like okay we can't give you inpatient but we'll have people come to you this sounds like a couple people came to them to Megan which is like really good but yeah it's just it's really sad because god I can't even think of the avenues to go there and I'm still not sure about what happens with the queen but it like it really just sound like she's just blocked from people unless like her advisors allowed in her calendar and it's like literally seeing people like I don't know yeah like Harry said it's like the most I've talked to my grandma is since we left yeah and I thought that was pretty crazy because I think it maybe for me it put in perspective like maybe he didn't go because that's how bad it was it's like he couldn't really talk to her until he was just talking to his grandma you know what I right. mean? And it's like, like there were too many royal aides and secretaries exactly. between them. Yeah. And maybe there still is, you know, because I mean, Megan even said before she was married or when Oprah said, she's like, I called you before you're married and asked for an interview. And she was like, yeah, someone's in the room with me when I said, yeah. no, I'm like, wait a minute. So it's like, I wonder if their calls is that's what's happening. Cause I really don't think the queen is controlling much. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it just, 
it's like really interesting what's going on. And I mean, I was telling someone too, maybe she just listens to them dutifully because as you know, like when the queen came into power, she was a weapon. Like that was just unheard of. So I'm sure relying on these men in gray suits was so much of a reason why she was a success. You know what I mean? Yeah. To everyone. Cause it was like, Oh, she's, she's a leader, but she's being advised by men. So it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay, right. she's the queen, but she still lets us have most of the power, at least make it feel like we're in her ear and having all the power. I feel like that had to be such a big balancing act, but a really important one for her to be able to like survive and thrive in that kind of environment is to let the men control it or at least think they are, you know? Right. It's just, and I don't know. Yeah. They just still seem to be like attached to her ear. I don't know. It's weird. It's like. And with the last year with like COVID and I know she's been staying at Windsor yes. a lot. It makes me wonder if maybe that at least helped Harry and Megan talk to her without That's having true. to go through all these other different people to talk to her or yeah that's very true it's probably very slim down yeah it's slimmed down staff down there and stuff that's yeah that's probably helped a lot like even like this statement you know because they said in the interview they knew about the patrons like all that was decided they knew mm-hmm. and then the statement comes out and I'm like and it felt way more like the firm than like grandma say when they had originally left you know what I mean or even like the latest statement like it was all the bad things but it was definitely that personal touch we saw from like when they exited well that one for the patrons definitely felt more like the firm (laughs) like f you (laughs) the patronage thing because I think sometimes people use Prince Andrew in maybe not the completely correct way because some people use that against everyone well like this Megan or Kate or whatever, you're criticizing them for that. But what about Prince Andrew? And it's like, yeah, we've had him on our cover for 10 days straight. So like, we did actually care about that. But I think it's a fair hypocrisy thing when it comes to the actual royal family. Because it was basically like, oh, he's giving up his patronages. But really, it's like only when he gets asked to step aside by the organization. It's not like yeah. wholesale, like cut him out of everything. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. been cut off monetarily. Like, not, so apparently being a pedophile is better than being black and subject to yeah. racism. I mean, like, that doesn't, well, it even- doesn't compute. Yeah, and they protect, like, even just the privacy about what's being taken from him, what's not being taken Mm -hmm. from him, like, I mean, it's just world different from what we're getting with the Sussex. There's no leaks on what's happening with Andrew. Right. We can't get a dang link on this guy. We can't, <laughs> we can't figure out what's being paid for, what isn't. Nothing on him, but, I mean, we've got, like, 20 articles a day about Meghan Markle on Daily Mail, you know? And yeah. it's just, like... And it's why, because it's like, they're obviously just making crap up and saying whatever, but they're also actually being fed things. And that's why they can do the 20 articles a day, because they will take that one nugget or two nuggets they got from the aid that morning and just create a lot. But it's obvious they're not getting anything about Andrew, and they don't care enough to get anything about Andrew. And it's like, that's got to suck when both sides of the machine are just working against you and just continue to work against you. And it's like, both of them were. And like, I feel like Andrew's a big one. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a couple secrets in there because Andrew obviously being a big one, but so much is just feels like is going on. And Megan was such a great deflector. And I feel like they're just clawing onto her right now Mm -hmm. because they still need that. 
and because they're just pissed she left. Like, I feel like that's such a big part of it, too, is that they're mad she left. Like, a woman, let alone a Black woman, walking away from such a toxic and, like, white and male-dominated institution is huge. And, yeah. and she didn't walk quietly, too. And I love she didn't walk quietly. She said, I'm going to walk and I'm going to continue living my life publicly. Which I love, too, that she cleared up the privacy stuff. Because it's like, so they've always said in their statements, which is what I think really pissed the press off in the family, was they were going to continue to do their public work and have their public platform. And they were definitely going to grow it, which was always going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, when, yeah. it's one thing if the royals leave and quietly go and then, like, you know, go live, you know, in their cottage on one of our estates quietly. But it's another for them to go and move across the country and, like, hey, we're still going to have a public life. And... So, yeah, I love that Megan cleared that up. It's like, we said we're going to do this, but we never said anything about privacy. Like, she said that. She's like, I've never said anything about privacy. And I also, people are being intentionally dense when it comes to privacy. Privacy does not mean that you never share anything publicly. Because then, I mean, you'd have to live the life of the hermit. Like, and privacy means, like, being able to have a home and not have photographs taken through mesh fence and all yeah. of that. It means like the right to control the exposure. Yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, if you ever criticize Google or Twitter and any of those companies yeah. for what they do with your data, then you understand the difference of privacy. Because yeah. if I'm going to use the same logic that you're using to Megan, then when you say, oh, Google, blah, 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 I'm like, well, then don't use Google. You don't have to use Google. Yeah, like you're you don't want you you don't care about privacy. Like you're using Google, and, and you're sharing all your information. And yeah, and I feel like too, it's so weird that people can say that, like in the age of social media, where like all of us are on it and picking and choosing what to share constantly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that is literally what social media is. It's like how, how can you fault them? <laughs> you know? Well, in the bonus clip, I thought Megan made a really great analogy when she was talking about. Uh, privacy and she was like it's no different than if you are working at a workplace and have a picture of your family on your desk and a coworker yes. come comes by and sees it just because they see that one picture does not mean they get to ask me to see my phone to look at all my other pictures exactly that's the yeah. one picture I want to share with you exactly that was yeah it was such a great because in like it's like where we love like the camera just how they release more photos now. And they, I mean, they wrote an article too, how it is just like killed the market for the paparazzi and getting shots yeah. of the children because frankly, people want to respect their privacy and they love these shots of Kate. And I think they know it's like less clicks on the pat photos, the more photos you can get of the kids officially, you know what I yeah. mean? And that's awesome. And it's just like, that's what it should be about. And it's like with the Sussex, like when we're seeing them right now, it's on their, it's their choice. You know what I mean? And that is so important. I feel like, especially knowing that, you know, Archie wasn't going to have security and just like that unstable environment they were in when like Archie wasn't even born. I see even more now why they are about having so much control over when people see them, you know what I mean? And how they're exposed to him, how much they get of him. Cause it just feels like, well, yeah, before he was even born, there was so much controlling of like what he yeah. was allowed to be and what he was allowed to have. Like, it's just, I can't, I can't imagine them trying. To, yeah. I think we all knew when Archie was born, something had changed. Mm-hmm. And I see why. Cause that, if they were treating Megan like that, what, like how, how they would have treated him? Even though Archie is light skinned, I'm sure he will always be like, look at his mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, 
felt like there's just almost this just like resentment that any of that black blood exists in him. Yeah. You know which, what I mean? Yeah. Just, and that's it, crazy because Megan even said she was like the majority of the Commonwealth is made up of people of color. Yes. And when yes. and like even although I knew that, like when she said I was like, oh my God, she's so right. It is. And that's just baffling that they keep <laughs> like acting like that the entire that Commonwealth deep. is white. Like why are exactly. we Exactly. You should want more like exactly diversity yeah they're all on the balcony or like whatever I feel like if anything it's like the signal they're sending now is like George Charlotte Louise if you ever love someone who's of color don't bring them in there like yeah. save them like, it really I'm sorry. is like dude royals don't fall in love with any more people of color like we are good <laughs> until you guys get your work together your shit together because like that environment is just like I mean, it's like everyone just like hearing what she went through and just hearing the response of her. It's just like a constant trigger. I feel like anything like you've been through as like a black person in in that kind of environment and all the possible things that can happen to you. It's like even if you have it, it's like she's speaking so many of like our worst fears or our memories. And it's like that is why there's such a rallying around her because it's just like. I don't know. It's just so crazy to see it on the world stage. You know what I mean? And it's like scary. And I like, and I hate that she had to even go through that for it to be validated on the world stage. You know what I mean? Like, for people to be like, oh, wow, this is bad. Cause it just sounded so lonely. I don't know. I feel like it's been so lonely. Like when I've had to deal with on a personal level. So I can't imagine where, and it's like millions are getting to actively be a part of this. And it's just like, I'm still that lone dog over here. Who's the center of it, you know? And that had to be horrible. I mean, if anything, I just hope she at least got to see some of like super funny tweets that people have done <laughs> throughout the years. Cause it's been, gosh. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm so glad to know she never read. I would totally be a Harry and be reading everything. Oh, just me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so glad that Megan didn't and they didn't allow her to because, yeah, yeah, it would not have been good. I, yeah, and it, I, it's something I've had to really work on too because, like you said, Twitter for Sussex fans it's a little more of an adventure because there's this like certain section of Sussex fan Twitter that needs to grow up a little bit needs to extreme and has said some things to me that are some interesting things to say and and it is like the thing of racism across different races and stuff like that because I've had a lot of stuff made about the fact that I am part Asian on Twitter which is quite an interesting experience obviously not all the same as Megan but an interesting experience nonetheless yeah still racism yeah and I think it is like Megan kind of makes a point and something I've had to grow about through the years of like don't search out people don't like search your name and when you block people don't go back and look at what they say because you block them for a reason and I think it's so tempting and I can understand so it makes me have so much respect for her that she can just be so committed to that because even if it's the healthiest thing it can be so tempting to want to know yeah yeah Yeah, I'm like gosh she's like the type of person like I'm not going to drink soda for a week and, like, just doesn't drink soda for a week. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot do it. Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
should have known that it was a two-hour interview, so we were going to talk for two hours <laughs> yeah. on our thoughts. Could I we did do some talk. like closing thoughts or I was gonna say, do you anything want to talk about you want to mention stuff? Yes. 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 Baby girl. Oh, oh my gosh. Oprah's <laughs> reaction was my reaction to yes. like high pitch little like squeals. Same. I feel like we were all just like, girl, girl. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Like my husband came in and he was like, "What are you?" I'm like, "You're about to announce the ginger." This is like the Super Bowl for us. Like, this is the good point. We just went through a lot of stuff. I feel like he'd come in, I'd be like crying, and then I was like, excited, and then I was like serious again. I'm like all of the emotions. That was that was so cute. And yeah. oh my gosh, I love the little end when like she saved me, and then she's like, "No, he he saved." Me. Oh, that was I thought that was so sweet. Like yeah. my rom com heart was just like. Right? <laughs> And when Archie's chick in, that was the greatest. That was adorable. Every time I see Archie, it, like, blows me away how he's, like, a mini Harry. (laughs) I think, okay, because I don't know if you guys saw that photo that was posted by one of her friends, but then got deleted. Yeah, Okay, he looks so much like Megan to me. I am team. Really? That boy looks like Megan with, I think he has, like, literally Harry's exact face shape. And then it's, like... Megan's like just plastered on his face you know what he very much has like if you look for Harry's features you can see him if you look for Megan's features you can see him like he's a good blend yeah I I hope the girl is like a mini Megan I know oh my gosh and Harry girl dad like oh my goodness we know we know he's like this is he's ready and then we'll also get Big brother Archie, which is gonna be adorable. So sweet. I know, just like the little personality scene and the things they've said about him. Like that, okay, like that moment when he threw the book. Like the book, his birthday video with Megan is like still one of my all-time favorite moments of watching. Yeah. This is why I need them to be able to go back to the UK because can you can we imagine like a couple years from now when the kids are little and taking Archie and baby girl Sussex to the hub kitchen and having all the hub ladies oh go all over them it would be oh everything no you know they're like screaming and I want I want cousin photos I want cousins I on polo okay we just got that little tiny moment with Louise trying to play with baby Archie yes I need more of this in my life okay Please, please, please. I that really think so sweet. Like, I really think baby girl Sussex, even though the age gap would be big, I feel like her and Charlotte could be like partners <laughs> in crime. Yeah. Like just sassy. Oh my goodness. I love Charlotte. I still like weekly is like the thought of my mind with Charlotte is when baby who's um for Louise, what oh gosh, I'm forgetting. What am I saying? What for Louise's big... christening? Thank you. <laughs> I'm totally blanky. <laughs> for Louise's christening when they're walking in and she tells the pop brought to like you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't come. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. And like William's little like, hmm, like proud, proud little pastor. <laughs> that was so sweet. Like I need all of them together. I just and I'm also like wondering like, when will we find out? When will they tell us? I don't know. The Sussex they're just gonna drop it on us out of nowhere. Yes. When because when you know they will. Their announcements lately have been like Beyonce, Beyonce style, and I can't take it. And I know that's what they're gonna do with us. When baby girl sucks, it's bored. It's just going to be, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm fully anticipating, like, some kind of, some charity or something. Yes. To get picked for something. Because Archie and the, like, book thing, 
that was for a charity thing and so i'm fully anticipating there's going to be like some charity somewhere who's going to get some really cool way to announce Yes, like maybe you got the Christmas card, right? Yeah, maybe. Yes, that's what I want. I want like a photo and just like throw like a baby shower for them again. I did appreciate Oprah like ask them again. So when is she due to try? I feel like she was trying to get at least a month and all they would get was summer. (laughs) Summer. Oh, my God. Okay, but that is also Megan's skill as like uh, (laughs) an interviewer because Harry would straight up just be like, I'm not answering the question. Yeah. Comes yes. off as evasive. Exactly. Oprah will ask, like, when you're due, and uh, Megan will be like, the summer. And it's like, yes. well, she answered the question. Yeah. You can't say it. Right. And I really do, like, even more so, like, why I love they picked Oprah, because, like, I think we all knew they were friends, and so we didn't know really at what level. And I mm-hmm. feel like she was a perfect enough that she's comfortable with him and she's friends, but she's not, like, on the inner inner circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? She wasn't going through all of this with them. She was, yeah, more like a friend who went to the wedding and, like, she works with Harry sometimes. But, yeah, like, there's enough distance there but enough closeness to, like, have that respect, you know? Yeah. From, like, a there's journalist a- standpoint, I was also kind of worried. I was like, is this going to be too, like, too friends? But, yeah. like, the distance, but, like, it very much felt clearly has a good rapport with these two people and because yeah. especially with her follow-up questions yes. and everything like it was like oh she's not gonna hold back just because she went to their wedding she is going to ask yes. the questions she wants answers for and I yeah like when she would too I love um gosh I saw this like when Megan would say something she's like wait so this, and she would say yeah. like so you are saying this and I thought that she was making that clear because I think we've seen you know the media twisting everything and right. like, okay so this is what you're saying and we're gonna make this very clear and I like love that or yeah how she'd come back like five minutes later to that same question to just like yeah. nudge a little bit more yeah. and stuff like that but like because it, it too because I think even though it she, like couldn't get some things answered like say you know, more about, like, Harry's relationship with, like, you know, his dad and his brother or, like, who made the um, comment about Harry, um, Archie's skin tone. It was, did help us, like, weed things out or read about what wasn't said? Like, I think it says a lot to that. I think it says a lot, and I don't know in which way, about what he did and didn't say about William, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot more. I feel like we got with Charles there. Like, he didn't take my calls. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's hard. It's deep. But he didn't talk about William much, but he was super respectful at the same time. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it like bad? Like, is it bad? Like, I'm not even going to talk about the guy. Like, I love him. He is my brother. But eh. like I think someone <laughs> said, it was like the new um, we're going down different paths is like the new like. I he didn't mean shit to me anymore. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> I will say I thought my mom had like the shortest but best review of Oprah's job ever. She just turned to me and she's like, "This is why that woman is a self-made billionaire." Yes, and I'm like, "Right, you're right, mom. Like, <laughs> absolutely." Give us every interview, please. Right? Like any large, big moment. Like the next time Britney Spears can actually talk. Okay, like, yes. I need Oprah. <laughs> no one else can do it no one else can do it like she has reminded us why she was like we were dedicated to her for like a decade when she had her daytime show right like oh so good now I've like wanted to like I went back and actually watched the Tom Cruise interview <laughs> I was just like sorry, going through all of her like, like man this is like another way to go in the books for Oprah <laughs> you go to all the other ones she's so good and frankly get it it was just it was kind of nice to see Harry have to worm in his seat a little bit. It was so yeah. like being able to just 
go at him. I don't know. Because he's sad. They're protected a lot. The media, there's a, it's a back and forth little game of ask you hard questions, but not too hard. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see him have someone dig. And frankly, like someone who has everything to benefit, whether he answered or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you like it was it was really good I don't know it was good to see him squirm it's good to see Windsor boy squirm <laughs> <laughs> the only interviews they ever have it's like the questions are clearly yes. laid out ahead yeah. of time and they it very rarely, rarely even do those it's usually all through like aids and stuff and exactly. they answer in writing so like well because remember even when like Oh, uh, their engagement. And then the next day, Kate had uh, a, a like engagement outing thing. And they had a specific reporter who asked a very specific question. Yes. She very clearly had like three sentences that she was supposed to say. Yes. Yeah. It's like so scary. So, yeah. And I give Harry credit for that for going out there. I'm sure he is like relearning a lot. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm sure he is a handle like we got to work public speaking how you know what I mean this kind of etiquette because it's like yeah people are it's they're not going to give you room to breathe like you did before it is not yeah you get a bad rep all I want is for the cameras to have gone off and Megan to just have turned to and be like I have notes like we need to talk I know right I would like sometimes she would like gently like you she, you could tell and like I've noticed this before they talk to she can tell when he's like randomly like rambling and he's kind of like losing where he's going and she's like always very swiftly and gently like come in and be like yeah back on track and this is what needs to be said <laughs> articulated <laughs> and it is like they're a good team in that way like it's great and I do love still that like how like uh, like real quick shout out to their team their team has been killing it lately like I think back too about how this interview and everything that happened leading up to it, which was obviously we knew was going to be like a heavy couple weeks to it, you know, of like the palace and the press ramping up against yeah. them. And they handled it so well. The James Corbin interview was such a great icebreaker to this interview. Because mm-hmm. for one, I think it all made us think, oh, this is going to be lighter. Yep. <laughs> so that helped in that way to kind of like us all going a little bit easier. I mean, and then, you know, obviously like, the Sunday Times article, them immediately coming out with a response. And I thought, too, which is really great and not noticed as much is that it seems like they sent like an official like legal document, like reboofing each claim one by one. So it sounds like it was very serious and there could be room for them to go legally after it. And I thought that was smart. And again, the power of being able to speak and to have a team where you can coordinate and not everything's being leaked every five seconds, you can get a game plan going, a great one going and release it. And yeah, it was just such a good buildup to this. And like, again, the teaser is giving away a lot to get us amped up, but definitely not what the real meat of this interview was going to be about. I just felt like it was just such a good buildup to this on their end of how Mm -hmm. they dealt with it and how they broke the ice and how they've like, just push back against the palace because it's like it is like one thing I'll give the palace is like their ability to be able to tell because everyone keeps saying like there's two sides of the story there's two sides of the story and um and we haven't heard theirs only like, yeah we have yes we have we've heard their story for four years and to be frank this wouldn't be a public matter and I'm sure this interview would have never happened if the if the palace didn't take it to the press for four years, we have heard their side of the story, but I'll give the palace that they're really smart, smart about how they tell their story. And it's, so it's never like officially, you know what I mean? Right. Them, but we know what's happening and yeah, it's a little bit harder, but I do like the Sussex style. I like that they're direct with it, whether it's Harry and Megan speaking directly or it's, 
a statement, official statement, or it's like really obviously one of their friends, like talking to Harper's Bazaar or people, you know, I like that. I like it. I like to know what they're saying. So I know what I can clearly judge whether I like it or not. To that point, I am so excited for baby girl Sussex that we will, I'm 100% confident we will not get the Duchess of Sussex has been safely safely delivered of a daughter. (laughs) I'm like, we're not in 1842. Like, yeah. And that's going to, I mean, and I'm honestly the part of like, part of me it's also too just kind of excited to see what's happened this summer with like Archville and everything launching but also if Harry goes back before I was like man I really want Megan to go back you know tripping color blah blah but now I'm just interviewing I'm like girl don't ever yeah don't ever, okay and if you do go back to the UK stay with a friend and do your charity stuff you're not stepping into that palace okay <laughs> you know but I'm really interested if he comes back this summer and how it would be. I'll admit, like, my, like, love for reality TV is going to be like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> He's back. And, like, and honestly, frankly, I would love for Megan to walk in there because she just has that energy about her right now that is, like, I am not afraid of them. I will walk into that palace with my six-inch stilettos in. Right. And throw out even more opinions on them. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like... I, I'm really excited to see what happens, and I really hope we see something with our patrons. I am still so disappointed we never saw anything with, much with National Theatre, and I really hope we continue to see them work with them, and not even a dig towards the polish, whatever, because there's genuinely a connection there, and I think it's definitely, like, you can see that their UK work is still very important to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, while I'm a little disappointed we didn't get more artful stuff, I just, like, feel like, I don't know interview was great I feel like it really people I know are trying to say like they shouldn't have done it or more like royal fans BRF fans are saying they shouldn't have done it because of blah 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 but I really do think it was such a clean slate and after the accusations that have been like raised about Megan it is such a great way for them to go forward in their work that is about standing up for yourself you know what I mean that is about speaking up and speaking out against wrongdoings and stuff like that because that's what they did and, like, that's a really good foot to go out of when you're about to just, like, launch your entire new career path. You know, like, to say, I'm not preaching it because I'm also going to back it up with my actions. And I did back it up with my actions. You know what I mean? And, I don't know, I really love that. And I just love, too, I feel like this this interview also even more showed us what the palace was trying to respond to. And, like dang, you guys are messed up. (laughs) You guys are so messed up that you really try to smear her like that, especially when she didn't, she like the fact she didn't name people and stuff, like, gosh, they're so lucky. Yeah. They like, I'm upset that they literally showed them so much respect (laughs) for how disrespectful they've been. Because it's like, you guys went so hard against her character. When she, she didn't go after any individual. You know what I mean? And it really sounds like she could have gone, like, after some individuals we know of. Not just the people behind the scenes that are, like, vague, like, Jason or Christian Jones. You know what I mean? But, like, people that we have an attachment to are just, are the face of the monarchy. And and people are like, well, she, because that's someone, like, saying, like, well, letting them wonder she's putting, like, casting down on everyone and that's, like, mean. And I'm just like... Did you guys really want it to be one? Did you really want to hear your future king said that? Like, let's be real. <laughs> Did you really want to hear right. one of your future kings made some comments? Do you really want to hear that? Like, she yeah. saved you guys all a little bit of heartbreak there, yeah. you know? And 
I hope the palace doesn't challenge it because I really think the Sussex will drop all of it, all the evidence. And I hope they do if they keep trying to push this, even in the press at all. I hope they do. They can't continue. I'm so excited for what's to come, though. And I feel like I'm going to speak for Morgan, but we should definitely do this again sometime. Yeah, because I was going to say that. This is probably the quickest two hours. (laughs) (laughs) And our podcast is called Sports and Life, and it's like 95% sports so far. So we definitely want to focus on some more of the fun life. I would love to do more sports. I mean, hey, I would love anything. I I don't watch a lot of sports, but I watch a lot of sports movies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the name of our show is a sports movie. (laughs) Okay. See, I can do sports movies. Sometimes reality stuff and like sports cross paths. Yeah, reality for stars sure. hook up with football players and baseball players. Well, we <laughs> all Megan and Harry went that. to a baseball game, so that was a big <laughs> moment. <for us. laughs> that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun day in the fandom. Everyone yes. was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she surprised us. That was like amazing. <laughs> so I think we've officially set the record for longest podcast episode, but I'm so happy we did. And yes. Thank you so much. And so we will see all of you guys next Monday. I think we're going yes. out with an episode then. But until then, please enjoy this lovely episode. <laughs> we had such fun recording it. <laughs> <laughs>